0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to a brand new episode of Eat Sleep List. You're home for list making right here on the network at BICBP-radio.com. My name is Matt Johnson, one of your hosts. Today, it is a full house. I am excited. There are a lot, a lot of good people in the Zoom call right now. Let's first welcome back my main co-host, my main man. He is... Um, it, you don't have to talk about it cause you know what happens in Vegas days in Vegas, but I am so happy to have you back. My friend, uh, Mr. Daniel Torres,
1: uh, is back here. What's up, dude. How are you, Matt? Did you know you could walk around with alcohol, just open in Vegas? I like, have just walk around with it. Dude, it's the most insane thing. Buffalo would burn to the ground if this happened. (laughs) It's the most insane. I got a margarita on the strip with my wife and went all the way back to the monorail, back to our hotel with it and finished the thing at six o'clock in the morning. I don't mind admitting, Uh, (laughs) but it was if that gives you a a tiny glimpse, but I am refreshed. I had the best time. I missed the heck out of you. That's for sure. Uh, Not being on episodes always feels weird. And, you know, you and I have such a good relationship that we're always texting throughout the week and kind of dissociating, you know, kind of sucked. I missed all my people, but there are so many good people to come back to on this episode. So I'm very excited. Of course, my friend, we're
0: happy to have you back. Uh, Episode 99, by the way, I don't know if next week is uh, episode 100. So uh, really, really cool. there, milestone. All right. Uh, our next guest is a returning guest. We've had him on quite a, a a few times here. He is part of the goat games podcast. Um, the cheese man, Steve is back here for some more video game talk. Steve, what's up, buddy? How are you? Howdy. What's going on? Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I almost didn't make, make it today, but within
2: the hour I made some things work and I, uh, whipped up a
0: list together and I'm uh, glad to be here. I didn't want to miss it. No, I'm very glad because this has kind of been months in the making. And yeah. I, when you, it broke my heart when you were like, and when you told me that there was like, this like the one day I can't. <laughs> I know. I know. I was but we
2: made it work. We made it work.
0: We did. Very happy to have <laughs> yeah. you. And of course our special guest uh, for today's episode um, One of the newer faces here, oh, faces, mouths, depending on how you consume his or, <laughs> ooh, ears. No, it'll be mouths. It'll be mouths to your ears, uh, depending on how you consume uh, his podcast. He is the, uh, I would dare so say, the founder of the Goat Games podcast. Yeah. Um, we have never met in person, but he is a great dude. He's a hard worker, one of the best editors of podcasts I have ever You know, been around. Uh, I really, really enjoy listening to the edits and they're so fun. Uh, But Alan Figgy is here. Um, Welcome to the show. Welcome to Eat Sleep List. Uh, For your first time, my man, how are you?
3: I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me and letting me bring my mouth to your listeners ears. <laughs> uh, and Dan, congratulations. I'm glad you, uh, yeah, I got to enjoy the land of the free where people can drink alcohol the way the founding fathers intended. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah there, people could do a lot of things over there the way the father and founding father. fathers intended <laughs> or didn't intend to do. No. I don't, I don't know how much they intended. Uh, but, but Figgy, I, um, I jump onto that sentiment too. We've, uh, uh, known each other through years over Twitch um, yeah. from when Steve started uh, at the beginning of the pandemic. And I'm finally putting a face to the name too. And it's an absolute honor, my friend. It is a pleasure.
3: Yeah. First he- seeing your screen name and then hearing your voice and <laughs> seeing your face <laughs> over like two years. It just. Like yeah, it's just a slow evolution of of getting to know you. It's great. It's yeah. like the
2: Avengers, like all meeting. Yeah.
3: <laughs> except it's, except it's a person's like image.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's over a zoom call instead, too. <laughs> Close enough.
0: Close enough. Yeah. Close one up.
3: day I'll smell you somehow. I don't know.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Beautiful. All right. So of course, um, we wanted uh if Figgy's gonna come on the show. It's gonna be video game related. Um for those again, his Goat Games podcast, which Steve is also a part of, um, they cover the best video games. Actually, I'll give you an opportunity to plug it right now. Um, and you do have an episode dropping this week, actually.
3: Yeah. So we should, uh, God willing, uh, have an episode dropping tomorrow. And it's a doozy. It is, we are talking about Ocarina of Time. So the premise of Goat Games is that we just, we only, we only talk about the best games. Are they great? What makes them great? Or are they just overrated? Let's find out. So yeah, we just talk about the games that are widely considered the greatest of all time, and just kind of figure out if they are worthy of that title, and then we deliberate at the end. It's a great time, and we talk about great games, and we are. Some people think we're funny, um, you know. <laughs> Most people think Maybe. we're annoying, though.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. As a Extreme. former guest on the show, I, yes, uh, yeah, it was it was a blast. I love the. It's so thorough the way that you guys yeah. discuss video games it's not just like a little once over it's okay we're gonna take this subject and 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 everybody's gonna give their takes this subject everybody gives their takes and um hey it's I, such I, a nice I...
3: sorry no go ahead uh, go ahead Oh, There's such a nice way of saying that our episodes are too long, Matt. That's really kind
0: of- no, not at all. Oh, there we go. Here we go. <laughs> no, it's 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 good though because it's it's actually like you you see these videos like I, I'm on YouTube and listening to shows and stuff, and it's just like a quick little like once over a show, you know ten, fifteen, twenty minutes reviewing a game, and it's like, man, I really feel like I can uh, like I can visualize some of these ones that I either haven't played before. Or You know what I mean? You guys just do such a good job of setting up the scene, um, which which is it's really important. So keep up the great work. I know we've, we've talked before. Um, really grateful that you're a part of our network, and uh, you got a good group of guys there with you. Well,
1: thank oh, you yeah. so much. I appreciate, appreciate the it. kind, kind words. <laughs> of course.
0: Um, as we said, it's going to be a video game. I don't know why I just picked up the spoon. Um, we have a video game list uh, today, and uh, we gave Figgy the choice. He gave us a couple options, and we universally uh agreed on this one now um uh, why don't you talk about why did you make this selection and um, what makes a very good video game boss battle oh my gosh me oh man how much time do you have okay so i mean I,
3: <laughs> yeah so i mean i you know i the, obviously it has to be video game related because that is my entire brand do. yeah um <laughs> and um i don't know i just think that video game bosses can the they just showcase what a game is about so well and they um and there's so much variety like what can make a good boss can be like it can be challenge, it can be spectacle it can be tied to the story or the character it can be like that's just the music kicks ass do we you curse on this podcast yes right? absolutely like okay. oh yeah <laughs> we said some heinous
0: hate heinous <laughs> shit on here before so
3: <laughs> it kicks heinous shit ass okay <laughs> sorry <laughs> um yeah i mean i, I just think a, a video game boss can just do so so much heavy lifting for encapsulating just like the some of the greatest aspects and moments in a game. Um, And it's what you remember, right? Like you walk away from a video game, you remember the boss fights. Like, yes. I mean, like, so, you know, yeah. and so, yeah, it made sense. So here we are.
0: Yes, here we are. We have four top ten lists. I am very, very excited to dig into this thing. Let's not waste any more time. Let's make a list. Figure you are our first-time guest here. Let's kick it off with your number 10, top 10 video game boss battle. All right.
3: I'm coming in hot with, obviously, one of the big boys as far as the series goes. It's not a super popular fight in the series, necessarily, but it's one of my favorite. So Legend of Zelda, Twilight Princess, in my opinion, has some of the best boss fights in, in Zelda. Um, it's not necessarily the best Zelda game, but I think it's as far as spectacle. Their, their boss fights are awesome. And one of my favorites, or maybe my absolute favorite from twilight princess is the twilight fossil stall Lord. (laughs) Um, do you guys know, um, yes. oh, I, okay, I'm seeing some recognition. I thought this was going to be, I thought I was going to say this and y'all <laughs> were going to st- give me a, a blank face. Um, yeah, so um, it takes place uh, in the Sand Fortress level, which I should have looked at the name of that level, but you know, oh, well, and um, you, get, you get to it and, uh, you know, it, I don't know, it starts off like just like a skull. Uh, like a skeleton, like swiping at you with swords in the sand. It's it's kind of blasé. But what really sets this fight apart is... Um, uh, the Twilight Princess, in my opinion, has th- some of the coolest and most useless items in Zelda, where you only use them like once or twice, but they look <laughs> awesome. Um, and in this one, you get an item simply called the spinner. And I don't know if the list... It's hard to describe, but it's basically a gear that you sand surf on And you can get on that gear and you can lock into little grooves in the wall and spin in circles. So, like, the premise of this fight is you start off and you're spinning in circles on this, like, gear, surfing the sand, attacking this giant skeleton monster thing. And you beat it and you feel good. And you're like, oh, it's done. No. And then the the sand, like, (laughs) empties out. And then, like, just the head of the monster rises back up. And phase two is even better like you're just uh, you're, 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 you're now you're like spinning up a column while you're shooting fireballs at you Ugh, it is so good um it's not that hard but it's just straight fun and straight spectacle um and yeah uh it's just awesome it's it's not technically challenging but you feel like the goddamn hero of twilight <laughs> when you're doing it it's awesome
0: very, um yeah very good all right, you, what was that, uh, Dan? What was, you said—the location of it? Um, Arbiter's grounds is the Arbiter's name. My of man,
3: records. thank you. Yeah. With the assist, <laughs> thank you, Dan. With the alley oop,
0: with the alley oop—that's what, that's what I'm here for, buddy. Dan, Dan's a, Dan's a big time uh, Zelda person too. So that—I that was... couldn't
2: even think of it either. I knew what you were talking about, but
0: <laughs> hell yeah, couldn't think of the name. Excellent, great, great choice for your number ten. Uh, Cheese man, what do you got for your number ten? All right, so for my number 10... For my number 10, dollars. billion dollars.
2: <laughs> one billion dollars. <laughs> <That's> no, too- <laughs> I, um, Figgy said a good word that kind of, uh, encapsulates my list. Spectacle. Um, mm. I'm going for the big, like, moments more than, like, you know, technically cool stuff and whatever. Um... The other thing was, I, I think I said this, maybe I did it. I whipped this up in like an hour. I'm probably th- missing something, but I think it's a good list. I think it's a good list regardless. Um, but my number 10, I have the first boss battle of the Shadow of Colossus game. Um, it, it, like the whole premise of the game is it's just boss battles the entire time um there's no mini enemies or anything there's 18 i believe bosses in the game and you just have to go through them but the first time you see the first one where you're walking around the corner of the valley and you realize that like you know because like the whole point of the game is like oh you have to go through the, the the trials and so the first time you see like the big giant colossus like coming at you you realize that like oh, this must be the trial they're talking about because this thing's coming right at me. (laughs) (laughs) And he looks pissed. Um, I don't know. It's a a really cool moment because it kind of, you know, sets the stage for the whole game going forward. Um, He's not that, like like I said, not that technically great. He's just like this giant lanky dude with like a sword coming at you. I I believe he's on the cover of the game as well. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Um, But yeah it's a cool moment giant dude with a big stick and
0: he's coming to get you i liked it that's my number 10 i didn't make it too far after the first one but um <laughs> <laughs> but i do gotta commend it for the ps2 those graphics were yes. are like they, they don't get talked about enough they were very very advanced for their time it's a great it, ps2 game it is it really is um yeah, it was I yeah, me and my dad gave it a shot. It wasn't our cup of tea necessarily, but we were mm-hmm. amazed by the graphic capabilities of it. Yeah. Um, I think that was ah, that was like mid two thousands. So we weren't I don't know if we were close to the PS three era quite yet, but mm-hmm. um but yeah, a great it's game. It's a really cool game because it's like there's
2: eighteen bosses, but there's you ha- the, the whole point of the game is you have to figure out their weakness. Right. From what they're doing, how they act, how they move. And then once you figure it out and uh, like it all clicks, it's like, oh, it's such a cool moment or whatever. Um, but, yeah, Shadow Ch- Class is the first guy. I don't think he has a name.
0: Maybe he does. <laughs>
2: <but>. <laughs> his name is the first guy. That's his first, name the canonical guy. name. That's <laughs> what We're it first is. First
1: of the five guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, excellent choice. Dano. what you got for number 10, buddy? So my number 10, I'm doing a combination of kind of uh, what Figgy and Cheese Man both just did, where I'm taking the spectacle and I'm taking kind of the importance of where everything was at the time, both in this video game and at the time of this video game, because this is a phenomenon that will never happen again. And that's why it's a little bit of a cheap pick for this. But hear me out. My number 10 boss is through the fire and flames from Guitar Hero yes! Three. Yes,
2: <laughs> I was actually thinking of putting yes um, the devil from.
1: Yeah, guitar yeah. Hero
2: 3. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah.
1: think That's of really funny. Think <laughs> of what we were using for the controllers at the time, <laughs> as far as like when it came to rock band and guitar hero and mm-hmm. things like that. We weren't using the typical controllers back then. We were using like the instruments as the faux thing. So you're strumming and hitting the buttons at the same time. Totally different. And when you're used to doing like medium hard to expert at that game and that. Song comes up is the last thing you have to play in order to unlock everything. You're freaking out. Yeah, like in real life, if you try to play that song, you're breaking your guitar strings half the time, and now you have to play it through this. So it, this is something that, for its time, you can't explain to other generations like how hard this no. was because no one's ever going to play it the same like we played it before, and that was something. That when you accomplished that, and when you got through, you got video game clout for that because you beat <laughs> through the fire and flames. You didn't have, you didn't, you know, knock it down and do easy or anything like that. You did it at an actually decent level, uh. So that's why it comes in at my number ten.
0: Excellent choice, man. Great I miss. Pick. I love I'm that very like. Out of like that was. I'm glad you chose that. That's a great. Pick. I miss music video games. I really do. They abuse it when they were popular. They just just go. Oh, let's do this. Let's do. Everybody's get everybody's getting music games and then it just kind of killed the market for it, but they were a good time. They were, it was a great way to get together with friends and game on a mm-hmm. Friday night. God, Let's we bring it back. Of them.
1: Yeah, we had I all know. of them. There's <laughs> podcasts, rock bands, rock band. We had the Beatles, rock band, yeah. Yeah. Hero three. We had all of it. We had all of it. Yeah.
0: Then, then the, what they did? DJ Hero, and that was kind of the end of it. Oh yeah, <laughs> that DJ was nail in yeah. the coffin. <laughs> <laughs> We've gone too far. <laughs> We've gone too far. <laughs> Excellent choice, Dan. All right, Thank for you. my number ten, I'm gonna go to. uh I'm gonna go to a. Well, it's one that's near and dear to my heart. Um, it's not anything crazy over the top, but it's a, it's a cool sentimental one for me. Uh, this is one of the first video games that I ever beat. Um, it's from LJN, which is a widely uh, not respected video game making <laughs> company, according to Angry Video Game Nerd. But Maximum Carnage, growing up, that was oh, one of yeah. my favorite games. I had it on the Sega Genesis and it took me some time, but the, the sense of accomplishment to finally go and 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 make it all the way to the end. Because it's a very challenging level. You get only a certain amount of continues, and that's it. This is a game, you know, this is back in the day when beating the game was the reward in itself. Um, it was just really cool, me being a Spider-Man and Venom fan. You get three lives apiece with each of them. You just swap out, and you just try to beat them. He has a crazy, like, um, we'll call it armor. We'll call it armor, but armor, but before you can get his health start to really go down, you gotta, you gotta give him some hits and it happens twice in back-to-back levels. The first one is the central park level. And the, the the second one is at the uh, St. Estes boy for or home for troubled youth or something like that in New York city. And you just got to do it twice over again, all the other boss battles in the game, you can get assist characters. There's there's ways to get health. This one is just straight up. You get three chances at flip-flops between both characters um, Venom is a lot more like powerful where spider Man's a lot more speedy and, and Carnage is just lethal. He's got all the axes and, and this giant extendable, uh, pitch four can and all the crazy stuff. So, um, really cool one for me always stands out. I think it's, it, it's visually pretty cool. I think the game holds up pretty good today as a side scroller. Wish it was two player, but I really do enjoy it. So my number 10, uh, the carnage final carnage boss fight from maximum Carnage. Oh yeah. Nice. Thank you. Thank you. All right, Figgy, you're number 9. Okay, so
3: um I am a fairly recent convert to the series. I know we have some big fans on this podcast of the series. Um my number 9 is from Resident Evil 7 and it is Jack Baker. Um oh, which is, one? Which one? I know, see, that's <laughs> the that was the hard part that I, I think ultimately i think i got i mean if i could just put them all i mean he's like eight of the fights or whatever in that game but like (laughs) um i think i'm gonna go with the first one with the car because like so like you are the the, that game starts off terrifying Mm -hmm. eventually you get like a freaking rocket launcher and you're uh, like omnipotent but you start off like 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 just like every corner is just like just like your your stomach drops out because it's so scary and you're in this like Louisiana Bayou it's a great game. I'm not gonna describe the whole game I guess because but um and one of the pe one of the, the main person pursuing you in that first section is Jack Baker. he's like the patriarch of this like just nasty family um that's like um and you get you you enter into a garage and a police officer comes to help you oh, so and nice. Jack Baker cuts his head in half with a shovel spoilers by the way i think he was 26 <laughs> like 17 sorry yeah sorry. i got
1: through this part i got through yeah. this part so you're all good
3: he, he like he like serves half of his head on a shovel platter like, like the, 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 you, you're looking at him and the shovel just enters through the guy's face and then you fight him in a garage and the fight feels so scrappy and you feel like you're improvising but you're not like it's all like scripted but you're like oh, oh, oh get in the car and you turn on the car and then like he starts driving the car for. Ugh, it's so good, it's so fun, uh, and every fight with him is just great. I mean, like, I, I won't, in case he's on anybody else's list, I won't list all the other ones, but yeah, he's
0: just awesome. There's like a yeah, there's a couple great encounters. This is a really, really good one. I want to play this in VR so bad. Oh, uh, yes, so bad. You have no idea. Um. Excellent choice. Yeah, that was wild. He's like, yeah, here, let me drive it for you. You just, just <laughs> like, what, yeah. what the hell is this? Um, and I did like your point about it feeling like it, 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 cause it, it, it's planned, but it's like, not like it, there's, there's certain like variables that happen. It's, it's a very weird way of doing it. It all leads to the same, um, you know, same aspect of the story, but they, you know, uh, it's, it's wild. It's really, really well made. So
1: can you kill him in different ways? Um, in that, I don't think so. I don't because... know in that specific. <laughs> Cause how did you guys kill him?
3: I don't you, I think you run your car and it explodes. Right. And yeah. He kind of
0: it, like drives, fire. he drive. He kind of helps you drive it into something. I think
1: I, yeah. See, okay. It was been so, so long. It was so, been so when long. I played it, I didn't get that far. <laughs> so when I played it, I just got in the car before he could even get me, and I just started running him over, over, and over, and over again, and it killed him. Yeah, oh. I just like kept backing it up. I was like, "Don't stop until I see him stop moving." And I literally just kept hitting him over and over and over again in the garage. <laughs> yeah
0: i mean Ugh. i i think i maybe one of my playthroughs i came close to that but he just always found his way in my, in the car and but yeah i thought too. you're supposed to do it that was, that was that's weird. cool that's cool i mean it's not it's another compliment to the team that made it you know that the variety yeah.
3: i didn't even know there was that much variety in the encounter like i didn't realize you could like there were like alternate paths
0: where you can just like road i them. didn't that's either great. till i said that <laughs> <laughs> that's so cool <laughs> Excellent choice, Biggie, my man. All right, uh, Steve, you're number nine. So for my number nine, I have Mother Brain from
2: the original nice. Metroid and the remake Zero Mission. Very so good. Um, really cool boss fight. It's very eerie that boss fight because you kind of just like walk in a room, and like at least for me, I didn't know it was like the end of the game. You just kinda walk in a room and like it's a long hallway, and like as you're getting down the hallway, like more stuff is coming at you. Like there's turrets, there's just like things like just flying around, like trying to kill you. And it's just like, what is going on here? Then you eventually get to the end of the hallway, and there's this giant brain, like inside a jar, essentially. Um, that's just like shooting laser beams at you, and it's just I don't know, it's just a very like eerie and offsetting boss fight. Um it's really cool. You kill her, and then you have to do the escape route at the end, which is very challenging. Um, you know, it's essentially just jumping up on tiny platforms until you get to the top. Um, and you're timed, so it's very stressful. <laughs> um <laughs> no- but yeah, that's what
1: I got is my number nine. Very good. Nice. Very good. All right. Dan, you're number nine. Can I just say, too, I'm really glad that you guys picked on base based on stuff you really liked, first and foremost, too, because some of them I was looking at when I was doing some of my research for this list was like I was looking. I was like, yeah, they're hard, but like, eh, do I? But and like the things I connect with more, there's more of a significance there because I was able to beat the boss at the time. So I'm glad we're all kind of going the same way with this. Mm -hmm. Uh, My number nine is going to be one. That is somewhat optional, but if you choose to take him on, he's one of the hardest boss you could possibly face, and it runs a giant risk when you're playing this game. I'm talking about um, the old Game Boy Colors when you used to play Pokemon Red, Yellow, and Blue and get to Mewtwo. Yeah, this is why. So this is why. So you had two options here. You had the really easy option or you had the hard option. Ninety nine percent of the people did the easy option because it's a guarantee, right? You go down there with a master ball, you throw (laughs) yo, see, you throw the pokeball at it and it captures him. But if you choose to face him, which I have watched tons of people do, he runs you run the risk of him getting down to a tiny bit of health healing up entirely and just continuing to run through your roster. Like it's one of the biggest gambles you could possibly take in Pokemon because if he beats your roster, that's it. If that's it, your mutual encounters done. Like he's gone. You don't mm-hmm. get him in that game. You just have to <laughs> let that go. Yeah. And as, And the oh, little, yeah. ki- the little kid in me, that hurts to think about. <laughs> to get that close and just let it go. That's the biggest gamble. That's the biggest flex you could possibly take in your mm-hmm. life. Is, yeah. is banking on your Pokemon team that much that you stack them against him. So, uh again, one of those ones that's just kind of it, it's there like the option is there and you don't have to take it, but if you take it, that's one of the hardest bosses you could take. Mewtwo from the OG Pokemon games ah oh, that's so good
0: he I, just missed my list ah uh, yeah i do have another pokemon <laughs> i do have another pokemon one on there but i remember one of my playthroughs i did not save and it was not it was not good Ugh. it was not oh, good. rip yeah it was so bad it was that's so- the other cool thing about him is like you beat the elite
2: four and it's like oh that's the end of the game but everybody kept playing because everybody wanted to get mewtwo yes you know, that wasn't, yeah, it, you know, the Elite Four wasn't the real end of the game. You had to go get Mewtwo, then you were done with the game.
0: <laughs> yeah, the, the replay value was insane on those yeah. games. Very advanced for that time period.
3: And I uh, love how um earlier in the game, they hint at Mewtwo. Like, the, yeah. like in Cinnabar yes. Island and stuff, you find all these, like, papers about them, and you can just not get them you can just have this like weird lore they're like oh i don't know what that is but like <laughs> right right yeah, yeah especially, but really back, in especially yeah. back in the day especially
0: back in the day too where the internet wasn't common um i mean yeah you'd have to buy a strategy guide or hear about it through through somebody else find it in a magazine nintendo power something like that but yeah um but yeah that's uh that's a really really good one so I know it's uh, a common thing, but Mewtwo is the best Pokemon. I don't care what anyone says. <laughs> he's pretty He's, he's pretty he, strong. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he does kick a lot of ass. He does. It's like the only Pokemon with like a backstory. It's like, all right, he's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that movie, man. The movie. Oh, you ever seen man. the movie, so the movie for too. the first time? Uh, Are you yeah. going to make
3: me cry on your podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Pikachu is trying baby. to revive it. Don't do not do that to me.
0: I'll try not to. I'll try not to. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm going to go to, for my number nine, a game that's not really known for its boss fights. There's not really many significant ones, but um, another game that uh, that I grew up loving. It's got a cult following behind it. Uh, I wish they would bring it back because it's just as violent, if not less violent than most games today. And I'm talking about from Manhunt, the very final uh, mission with Pigsy uh, with his giant, like, you know, this hot dog, just kind of dangling there. And then the direct, the little director thing at the <laughs> end of it. Um, so for those <laughs> it's, it's massive. It is. It looks at you. Um <laughs> 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 so this this level is absolutely terrifying you're in this part of the mansion and it's very um it's it's dark it's abandoned it's worn down there's the, you know old the the walls are dirty that there's just old like furniture that's tore up and you're walking around and you're you have no weapons on you you have not a thing um and you'll be walking and all of a sudden you just hear the chainsaw rev up and he's chasing you, and he's pretty fast for a big fella. And um, he's got a very distinct voice. Um, I'm trying to think of a comparison to it, but I just I can't I can't nail it right now. But, but you just gotta go and hide. And the only weapons you can use are these wooden spikes, and you gotta stab him in the back three times. So he runs up like this set of stairs. You got to get him onto this platform that falls through, and then you eventually get his chainsaw and go kill the director, who's the mastermind behind this whole um, game. It scares me to death. Um, It's really nice, though, when when you get all the cheat codes, because if you get the weapons cheat codes, you can actually get an assault rifle. And just shoot him, and that's it. That's that's the thing. You take his chainsaw and progress through. Um, but it's uh, the scare factor has turned up quite a bit for this one. So number nine, Pigsy, um, and the director, of the final mission of Manhunt.
3: So, I've never played this game. I just want to make sure I'm just reading through all the innuendo. You're fighting a naked man, right? Am a I, naked
0: I, man uh, with a pig I, with a pig face. Go if if you want to Google him, feel free. That's it's that's on, art. That's high art right there. <laughs> a, <laughs> and, <laughs> in and a chainsaw. He's, he's just yeah. It's if you ever get the opportunity to go back and play it, there's a lot of stealth to it. Uh, but it it pushed some boundaries back in the day. What platform um, is
3: that? PlayStation Two?
0: PlayStation Two, but yeah. they've re-released it on three, uh, four. I don't know if it made it over to Xbox, but yeah, they, they do have. I it on was on Xbox. Four. I'm pretty sure it was too. I'm pretty sure it was too. It's uh, it's got a good, it's got a, it's got a cool, creepy vibe to it. So, um, so there it is, my number nine. All right, we are on to our number eight, Figgy. You are up. All right, for my number eight,
3: I decided to bring it back to something classic. Um. And I chose Goro from the original Mortal mm. Kombat, mm. an absolute staple. Um, yes, what? Like, Mortal Kombat came out when I was a ch- wee tiny child, um, and um, I thought Goro was the coolest thing I'd ever. All you needed, all I needed to know, is he had four arms. Yeah, that concept <laughs> as a child, was like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> um, and then like gameplay wise like you know it's so hard. the original mortal Kombat. like i mean i don't know i haven't played it it might be easy now i don't know but i remember it's i remember being inc- yeah incredibly hard um if you didn't own it you had to do it in an arcade cabinet and spend all of your hard-earned god-given money <laughs> and um and to get to him you have to do like beat a two verse one and then you don't get to heal and he just enters the ring yep and he's cheap as hell like, he's suck and like he's so hard to beat and he has the and again also just like just straight cool factor was his jump move like again ch- children listening to this podcast may not understand how cool it was to see a video game character jump out of the screen and then fall down and stomp on you you couldn't um, block
0: it you couldn't block mm-hmm. it it, it was honestly bullshit like it was, it was such, <laughs>
3: he was such a cheesy boss but he was so cool um and uh yeah and so like he's just one of the all-time greats uh bosses and no other mortal combat boss or sub boss has ever lived up to that level of like prestige and hype of like no.
0: beating goro you know I it agree. was like in my opinion so i agree Goro my number eight very good very good uh, Steve, what do you got for us for number eight?
2: All righty, I have the final battle from Sonic Adventure 2. Oh, that we... didn't
4: make my
3: guess, <laughs> it didn't make my son. list. It was literally like, uh, like right above <laughs> my 10. I was like, I oh guess, sorry to see you go, buddy.
2: I love that boss battle. It's you know, it's not technically like the greatest thing. You're Sonic and your shadow, and you're basically ganging up on this giant lizard. Who's taking control of a spaceship, essentially the Death Star, and he's hurling it at Earth, like trying to blow up the Earth? So you're Sonic and Shadow trying to kill this lizard thing. You're both in your ultimate supersonic, super Shadow forms. You got the power of the Chaos Emeralds behind you. This laser or this uh, lizard thing is like shooting at you with like laser beams. He's hurling asteroids at you. It's just so cool. And the entire time, the soundtrack that plays the live and learn theme song of the game oh my god it's just the most kick-ass moment especially when you're a kid um you know essentially all you got to do is just ram into the thing um with sonic and shadow but it's just so freaking cool the soundtrack raises it up like 10 notches that's how cool it is um i love it that's my number eight, eight. very that good
3: soundtrack that song man like the, the song is years. so good yeah the, the pinnacle of early 2000s kind of like what i call yes. butt rock i don't want to be like, the, yeah the most like 2000s but...
2: the <laughs> most like 2005 song there is it's so yeah good. Oh, it's amazing.
0: <laughs> man sonic has had a lot of good boss battles not a lot yeah. of right vari- not a lot of variety But um, a lot like as far as like different characters you face Mm -hmm. off against typically, but there's a lot of really cool ones. Some of people's first, you know, boss battles came from a Sonic game. Mine,
2: Um, yeah, Sonic 2, the little digger car thing that oh, yeah, 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 tries to ram at you with his little drill or whatever. You know, that
0: was mine, but I
2: tried to keep it my list like, you know, I didn't want to have like nine. Zelda boss battles. on right. here, so, I, know, I try problem. to mix it up myself. Yeah, yeah just I try get to mix you. it up a little bit. That's my you. Sonic one uh, just for the pure spectacle and epicness of it all.
1: Um, it's so cool. Very good, my man. Very good. All right, Dan, you're number eight. I was so hoping you I knew you were going to have Sonic on there in some capacity, but mm-hmm. I didn't know <laughs> to what to what level you would have him. Yeah. Uh, so this next one, this franchise is known for a lot of their characters but it's not necessarily known for like big bosses but the ones that they have are significant and this one made it on my list because when I got this game specifically it fulfilled this part of my life that I had been tapping into for a while because I'd never gotten the chance to own this game and it's a game that has kind of you know been a staple of my life and I've been able to come back to a lot and throughout the years I've shared tons of memories with it with one of the top five people in my life that's not my family or uh, my wife. I'm of course talking about Taboo from Super Smash Brothers Brawl. Uh, Yeah, So (laughs) this one in particular was very very fun because he has like the uh, the worst move you could possibly get dealt in a boss fight. And that's, of course, a one hit KO. He gets he hits you with this move that if you just get hit with it, no matter what, you're just done. So no matter what, you have to dance around whatever specific move does that. I can't even remember at this point because it's been a while. Uh, but you could run him with a gauntlet or you could run him with one person. The hardest part is learning his patterns. His patterns are so hard to learn in that one in particular. In melee, they had the the hand that would come at you and that you kind of got in the rhythm of very, very easily after a while. But Taboo really mixed it up. They really made you work to beat that boss. And uh, Brawl itself was such a fun game. For the addition of Sonic and Snake, like that was such a huge thing for the Nintendo franchise to get those two. And, it, you know, Steve, you could obviously like attest a to this, but we mm-hmm. were counting down the days until this game oh, came we were. out. Like yeah. <laughs> they're They're doing the tournament before midnight and then getting mm-hmm. the game at midnight, learning the whole Final Smash techniques, which was brought yeah. into that game as well so it was so significant for the franchise and it needed a boss that lived up to it in order to get the game hype that much better and it absolutely did for that game so my number eight is taboo from super smash brother brawl oh uh, yeah very good there go.
2: i almost put master hand on my list that i was, was close, close. It as well yeah <laughs> I thought about it
1: too
2: <laughs> yeah i'm glad of- to see there's some smash bros love
1: yeah, I like the look of Taboo a little bit better, He looks too like because- Tron. He's just yeah, so weird yeah,
2: looking.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All right, very good. My it. number eight, I'm going to go uh, Bowser from Super Mario 64. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, I didn't get an N64 until I was a little bit older, like probably like 10, 10 11 years ago, um, and I can actually afford to buy my own stuff. Um, and of course, you know, everybody kind of grew up with Super Smart, you know, Super Mario Bros., where it's just like, okay, you got to just dodge a fireball and just jump on him. There's a little bit more substance to the Bowser battles here, um, especially the first one you encounter, um, where you, you know, you got to get around him, you got to get his tail, you got to use the analog to kind of swing him around, which mm-hmm. is actually a really like cool feature, especially with the way in shape of that N64 controller. And then you got to hit one of the bombs. Um, just again, a little bit more substance to it. Um, Bowser is like, it's first time you really, I feel in those games understood his size comparison to Mario. Where yeah. I felt like they were pretty close in the, in the original games. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and this one really, really, really cool. And I, yeah, I thought it was a neat feature, um, neat way to use uh, a lot of the uh, very unique aspects of the N64 remote. So um Yeah, so that is my number eight, Super Mario 64, Bowser.
3: Such a cool way of, like, hitting the boss too like yeah like you know like, like like when they were probably sitting in a meeting at nintendo like okay how are you gonna fight bowser like i'm sure like they're like oh we could jump on him like get out of here no, <laughs> no. we need something better than that <laughs> like thinking about bias tail mario's this big um and like swinging him into bombs it's it's great it's so good
0: yeah, yeah. like the, the just the way the momentum like changes and if, and if you slip yeah. up once if the analog isn't if you're not turning the analog right it just mm-hmm. slows down and you Stops lose it them. yeah Um, and it
3: showcases 3d so well because like this is like the first 3d mario and it's like here's how you fight bowser in 3d you know it's it's awesome
0: i wish i could play that game for the first time oh take me back (laughs) Uh, so good so good all right we're on to our number sevens gentlemen figgy you are up
3: Okay, guys, so um, I've been leading you by the hand with games that I know you would like and know. And so now I have to kind of detour into games that I feel like are not uh, some of them are popular, but I think this crowd doesn't really play them as much. So um, I would be remiss if I did not bring up any FromSoft developer games, which I think I might be alone, but in that but in here in this but your listeners will not be alone your listeners i'm sure some of them
0: love from self games hey we love to be educated too so yes
3: (laughs) yeah so um the original dark souls um uh it would be crazy to not mention it somewhere in this podcast but my favorite boss from the original dark souls is artorius um so, okay. Uh, Dark Souls is a uh you know, it's like a sword and board like fantasy like knights and 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 zombies and things like that like, you know. And this whole time throughout the game they it's actually kind of similar to Mewtwo in this way. Um uh they kind of keep mentioning like there's like all these like lore legends about this knight called Artorius who went to go fight the abyss, which is the incre- the I'm not going to get into the lore of Dark Souls. I'll be here all night. <laughs> um but like essentially he's fighting this darkness that's trying to encroach on the world and, and and humanity, and he goes off to fight it. And so you learn all these legends about him throughout the game, but you never see him. And then in the DLC, Ooh. you finally meet him, and he is. If y'all if y'all don't know what he looks like, look him up. He is, in my opinion, one of the coolest looking knights ever. Like, I mean, you know, knights are a super common thing in games and stuff, but he looks badass. Um, his whole lore of just like how he's actually like, so he fights you, but he's gone crazy from being around the abyss for so long. So like he's trying to like he doesn't even like know you're an enemy and he's like trying to like stop you from entering into the abyss because you'll go crazy too and um it's such That's a paradigm cool. <laughs> yeah no the, dark souls like is, yeah souls.
2: i got to get there okay. at some point <laughs> <laughs> and um
3: and like and mechanically like he's represents such a giant step up in like difficulty and i mean there's these are games known for their difficulty and he is like Throws down the gauntlet in difficulty. He's really hard and different than any boss that had come before that. Um, and his intro cinematic is cool and badass. He's just awesome. And my favorite uh, Dark Souls boss. So I had to get him in there. Um, yeah. Knight Artorius. Abyss. His full title is Abyss Walker, the, uh, Knight Artorius the Abyss Walker, which is Ooh, just so <laughs> freaking <that's> cool.
4: Awesome. <laughs>
3: yeah uh yeah oh and he oh and then he fights you injured like when you fight him he's like his arm is broken and he's still handing you his ass or Damn. your ass and like yeah um because he's so badass and cool It's so. a
2: flesh wound there's <laughs> a
3: flesh wound exactly yes <laughs> imagine that night just like and like <laughs> t the, the, python that
0: that's awesome <laughs> all that's right a, that's my that's my seven very good very good uh cheese man what do you got for seven uh for seven i have
2: sands from under ah, yes yes um very difficult boss fight so I, I mean that's probably the most iconic thing about him is it's impossible it's so difficult um and the other thing is you can't attack him either you kind of just have to like outlive his attacks and eventually he'll just yeah. stop attacking you, but it's, like, a turn-based RPG. Um, But it's crazy how hard this is. Like, you know, dodging his attacks is, like, one thing, but then, like, eventually, like, a pe- picture, like, the Pokemon menu, where you have to, like, fight, use an item, yes. yeah. or, like, run or something. He'll attack you while you're trying to pick <laughs> what you want to do. He'll have, like, so like the menu will attack you. The menu will friggin' attack you. Like, you have to, like, dodge like the, the attacks in the menu it's freaking crazy so like not only are the attacks like impossible then it's like it gets worse because <laughs> like the menu starts attacking you and his attacks just get stronger um eventually he's got like the ultimate attack which has killed me so many times Yep. um but it's a super cool fight it's so relieving when you beat it i it took me like five hours to beat on stream when i did it uh, but our buddy Rob, it took him nine streams to do it. Yeah, he's so hard. <laughs> yeah, but Rob also takes his time with games too, so it's not, yeah. it's not the same equivalent. Like, but it, it 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 just shows like how hard this this thing is. Um, and then once you beat it, it's so satisfying. Like I said. Um, so yeah, number seven, Sans.
0: All right, very.
3: Sands was my number two. So I, I'm glad I brought oh. swaps. So I, will, I I've got something else I can slot in the. Well, oh yeah, I
0: mean
2: whatever you you can
3: keep them. Whatever you want to do. No, no, but it <laughs> is so good. And also he taunts you the whole time like that. Yeah, uh, yeah. That, that game makes you feel your choices so good, so much more than most video games. And mm-hmm. the entire time he's like taunting you, the player, because like to get to him you have to be an awful person. You have to kill all the characters in the game, and so he's basically like, Why would you do this? What kind of <laughs> monster? would do this to all these people like he's challenging you both like the game and he's
2: challenging your morals it's so good anyway anyway sorry sorry no you're good don't apologize that's uh but yeah that's my that's my number seven so
1: excellent excellent dan what you got for us buddy yeah those sand streams were wild when you did them like that was (laughs) that was a lot of time devoted to that dude that was crazy (laughs) um my number seven is another one they're like I feel like every single game on this list, I could probably relate to Jeez Man in some way, but this is another one that directly <laughs> relates to him, and he'll know exactly what I'm talking about, too. Um, I put King Crusher K Rule from yes. DK64 on here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so this isn't one I partially beat him because Steve and I beat the game together at our friend's mm-hmm. house uh, yeah. the one summer. But. I could only imagine what this guy is like going through him for the first time, because you have to beat him with every single member of the DK crew. If you're not familiar with, um, Donkey Kong 64, uh, it's part of that era of games like Mario 64 and Ocarina of time that are like super epic and kind of worldy and like very Banjo Kazooie like too, like that, that, that kind of a thing. um, and it's one of the more underrated ones, I feel. I feel like people don't talk about DK64 as much, yeah. but it deserves just as much shine because it's such a fun game. Um, But when you get to the end of it, you have to really utilize everything you got and use every member of the DK crew to take out k rule and it's such a hard fight through and through and it gets harder as you go through it a little bit more at a time and you have to do different strategies for things my favorite (laughs) it uh in particular is lanky kong playing the trombone and tricking him to run across the ring (laughs) slip on a banana peel. it's just very donkey kong uh i love the k rule fight from this game so i put it at number seven very good excellent yeah i love I, I never finished it but i i still keep coming
0: back to dk64 it's it was one of the first nintendo 64 games that i ever got to see i was enticed by the yellow cartridge um mm-hmm. it was just the open world <laughs> aspect to it was just so cool to see and the variety mm-hmm. of characters but yeah i had a friend uh jeff Conkey, it was his name he used to invite me over and, and um and we'd hang out and uh I'd watch him play it or I'd give it a shot and I was like, Man, this is really cool. Cause I had Donkey Kong Country. I well, I had played yeah. Donkey Kong Country, but to see it, you know, so expansive, I was like, Man, I really yeah, want-
2: it was essentially Donkey Kong Country four.
0: Yeah. Like yeah. Like the time or whatever. I wanted one so bad, but my dad was like, "No, oh, we're Team PlayStation. I'm like, oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so. yeah
2: Donkey Kong sixty
0: four is a really good
2: game. I, I would is, say yeah. it's really fun. But, like, if you're 100%ing it, it's kind of a nightmare. Yeah. (laughs) It's because there's so big. There's so much to do. And with the character swapping, it can get a little tedious. But if you're just, like, going through it to play the game and just, like, to beat it, it's a great time.
1: I still That's have that one video game. of you. Yeah, I, st- I still have that video of you trying to beat that arcade game that we couldn't get <laughs> oh, that one night, my... and you and you did it. You sat there for like four hours and just kept trucking we through may, it. We may have had on. a few a few wobbly pops in us as well, allegedly, allegedly,
2: <laughs> allegedly, yeah, allegedly.
0: <laughs> All right, excellent. Uh, for my number seven, I'm going to go with a very obscure one. Um, a very obscure character boss fight um, from a game that actually is kind of forgotten now. I think um, it is one of the Red Dead games, but it is not Redemption or Redemption Two. It is Red Dead Revolver. Uh, one of my favorite Rockstar games of all time. I would love to do a Rockstar games list at some point. Um, just gotta say that uh, I love the levels that they had. You know, it's the level based stuff that they had for this game. Obviously, the open world is cool. Um, but they had some really really cool uh you know, levels, environments. Um, and this one is character's name is Mr. Black. Um, and he's a very unique character. Uh he used to be the backstory behind him is he used to be an undertaker for the town of Tarnation, but all of a sudden all the residents started dying. And he started to kind of, he was kind of like a he was a weirdo, and they actually don't even know if he was uh quite alive yet. But you have to go through, which is to me is like the perfect like picturesque old west uh, just environment a bunch of abandoned wooden buildings um with a cemetery at the end i don't know what it is but it's just like man this has got the wild west written all over it so you have to go through and battle all these characters and then finally at the end he's there he's waiting and very peculiar character he has a handgun that he'll shoot at you with and he actually walks around with a casket on his back but it's not just it's not just like a, yeah. It's cool, but it gets better. In the casket is a Gatling gun. Oh <laughs> <Hell> yeah, <laughs> it is the coolest thing. So you could be you're you're walking because when you're fighting him, you got to fight some of his goons too. But what he does is he jumps forward. He does like a forward roll. He like un, you don't see it visibly, but he like unstraps the thing and then he comes up and there's a Gatling gun and he's just <laughs> shooting it and then he rolls back. Um, really cool fight. Again, you do it in the cemetery and, um, you can actually unlock him. They'd have a battle Royal mode, like where you can get up to four people and play as all the characters. If you can unlock them and you can get to play as him too, which is really neat to just be fighting and oh, boom, there's a Gatling gun. So, uh, Mr. Black from red dead revolver, um, that boss fight again, very random, not one of the bigger battles there, but uh really cool one for me. Very impressionable. That is my, uh, that is my number seven. Love it. Oh Yeah. Thank you. All right, gents. We are on to our number six, making really good time, too. Very good time. Uh, our number six, Figgy, what you got.
3: Okay. So, this is a completely like deep cut indie game. I don't, I'm going to do this entirely alone. Your listeners probably won't know what this is either. So, uh, <laughs> I wrote, Google this if you want. There's a game that came out probably like six years ago, indie game. If you like boss fights, this game is nothing but boss fights, it's a giant boss rush um it's called fury um f-u-r-i um the premise is that you are this like super powerful being that's been been imprisoned you know, on this like alien planet with a sword and a gun and you break out of prison and you fight your way through like 10 jailers who are trying to keep you imprisoned um in each and there's a cutscene between each fight and then each level quote unquote is just a boss fight and it's mm-hmm. and it's very very difficult it's like kind of like a bullet hell kind of like genre of video game. so like the screen is like nothing but like like lights and bullets and it's got the most one of the most kick-ass soundtracks of any game i've ever played it's this like vaporwave techno dance soundtrack the whole time (laughs) it kicks and it's like all like bright and colorful it's awesome my favorite boss from that game is um uh his name is the line every boss is like a the something like the hand the line the master blah 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 um and his whole shtick is that like he can like he he can like see he can uh control time and see the future so he like prophesied your escape and um he tells and so like his vibe is he's kind of like a yoga instructor who's trying to kill you while helping you find inner peace so the whole time you're like oh, 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 and he's just saying these like calm phrases at you to taunt you like it is written abandon the fight <laughs> like, uh, like <laughs> you're fighting yourself can't you see and it sounds lame when i do it but in the game it's <laughs> badass and um not that game you know i don't know if you've heard of quote-unquote like a flow state or whatever like when people get into like a, like we like they're just like in the zone or whatever
0: yeah it's like that, a zen type thing yeah
3: yeah exactly and people talk about it in gaming and that game got me into the flow state more than most other games ever have and that fight in particular like once you master it i like this is cheesy this is lame but literally i had one hand on the controller dodging his attacks and i was Fist bumping, (laughs) just like (laughs) because the soundtrack is so awesome, like that. Um, so yeah, that is my number six. It's a deep cut, but if you have the time, go play that game or just watch a video of it. It's it's I just really awesome.
0: I just looked it up. The art style is really cool.
3: Yes, it is really cool. It's a great looking, great sounding, great playing game. It's short. Uh, well, depending on how good you are, like it's the it's also very hard. The boss, (laughs) so like it's not for the faint of heart, but um, it's rewarding. Yeah. So that's my number 6.
0: Uh a pretty deep cut, but really great. I love it. I love it. All right, Steve, you're up number 6. My number 6, I have Riku
2: from Kingdom yeah. Hearts. <laughs> um specifically the Hollow Bastion fight, which I believe is the last time you fight him. Um so Riku's like your your best buddy in the entire game, but he turns evil. And uh, there's always been, like, a rivalry there. Um, So at the end there, it you know, he turns to the dark side or whatever, and you're trying to convert him back to being good and everything, but he he doesn't want any of it. Um, He's really tough. There's a lot of great boss fights in Kingdom Hearts, uh, but I went with this one specifically. He's really tough. He's really hard to fight, Um, especially when you're a 10-year-old kid and you kind of just, run through the game and you get caught up on the boss fights (laughs) and you're just running around crying, trying to, trying to stay alive. But he's a, it's a, it's a great fight. It's a cool setting and everything Um, as well. There's like, it's kind of like an old castle, but there's like all these like fancy computers in there too, as well. Very final fantasy. Um, Okay. Now you're talking my language. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it's just kind of like the quintessential, you know, Best friend rivalry fight, um, good versus evil, that whole shindig. Um, so yeah, number six.
0: Yeah. I have not played that game in so long. Yeah, oh, I had a kid, uh, somebody steal it from me. Oh, um, I got oh, it for no. a Christmas gift, I beat it, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna be nice here. You can borrow it. And he never no. gave it back. Uh, it terrible. I have it. I just haven't had the time to kind of go through it. Mm-hmm. But man, those are some really, really good stories. Like it. One and two were fantastic. Yes, I haven't really ventured too far out. Other than that, I know there's a, like Chain of Memory. There's a bunch of like different. There's people. like handheld Kingdom Hearts. Games. There's so yeah. many. <laughs> and I hear thing. Even Chain was-
2: of Memories wasn't bad because that was like 1.5, and it was like okay, like whatever. And then and then it went into two but then after that it was like okay now there's the prequel and the prequel to the sequel and the sequel to the sequel and it's just like oh my god like what the hell is this
3: And they, they released do, 3 deep and, and greedily.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and 3 I guess wasn't really well received. I no, got it was three, pretty disappointing. So they're talking about doing a fourth one allegedly. Yeah. So um Yeah, we'll yeah I do remember that, that sure. fight very well. And yeah, it's I always love the uh those friendship split split up. yes yeah. mm-hmm. always love them so yeah
2: you're always you're you're fighting over
0: the same girl that you like too yeah that's what that, Match. Is that as well oh, so good
1: <laughs> so good great choice buddy yeah it, great choice it, what you got for number six dan so steve are you talking about because you fight him twice in hollow bastion you're talking about the second time the right? second like time that is right gets, yeah so this is my number six, too, which is oh, yeah. hilarious. <laughs> so we have the exact same number six. But Steve painted a perfect picture because it absolutely is a hard fight. Even going back to it, this is a hard fight in the game. But what he failed to mention that makes this boss fight even more agonizing is back in the day. You couldn't skip through the fucking Kingdom Hearts oh, cutscenes. Oh, 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 no. So every time you lost to him, you had to sit yes. through that same I two and a half that, yeah. minute scene <laughs> to the point where now, but when I'm thinking of that boss <laughs> battle, I associate it with no. There's no way I'm letting you take Kyrie's heart because that's the last time. Line, he screams before he goes at it, yeah, and yeah. like every time, you would get to the point where you were mocking that line, screaming at the TV with like <laughs> tears in your eyes, like please let me skip through this. That was the worst feeling. Yeah, I so forgot to mention that, but yeah, that, that it was brutal. But yes, that it it it's it's a very. The the best friends rivalry is always something that is a natural, great arc in a game. And they take that to the next level in Kingdom Hearts. Uh So that's why I put the second Riku battle from Kingdom Hearts one at my number six. Oh, Excellent. Yeah.
3: Isn't that the fight where you turn? Don't you turn into a heartless before or after that at fight? At the end. At the end. Isn't that like yeah. how it ends? Yeah. That was a, that was a great fight.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Something like that. Yeah. No. But no, I, I, I said somewhere around there, you're, you're a yeah. heartless. Cause she's and like, like dead, or then you have to like give her your heart or something.
3: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then she hugs That's... you and you heart, you get heartful again. And you turn back to
2: soul stuff.
0: Heartful yeah. is a good word. My to heart juice it. is flowing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Great. I always love when we get these uh, duplicate <laughs> ones. It means we have a, uh, a great my think alike mm-hmm. kind of mentality. Cool. And It's just cool to see that other people have that change. That same like experience, that shared sentimentalness. Uh, <laughs>
1: before, <laughs> let me try that again.
0: No, never mind. I'm just gonna roll with it. It's English now. It's- um, <laughs> s- s- sentiment. Well, there we go. Nailed it. Um, towards a specific moment in a video game, um, especially too, because when I was like growing up around that time, like Kingdom Hearts, it was like it was popular. People, like, people were ex- kind of excited for it, but it's it wasn't something that you could talk to just anybody about. You know what I mean? Like I I have a lot. All basically, all my Final Fantasy games are, um, you know, you couldn't just talk to anybody about it because not everybody played it. So really cool to see that you guys uh, share that one. All right, my number six. I am going to go with the um, the rival battle um, from the original three Pokemon um, games. I was close to the Mewtwo one, but I also, like, I thought like it, the psychology, um, behind that. All right. So you just defeated the, the, you know, the fourth person of the elite four, I believe his name is Lance, uh, it's the dragon one, right? Yes. Yeah, yep. Like Lance. He's yeah. got, yep. Gyarados, two Dragoners, Aerodactyl and Dragonite pretty, pretty solid team, pretty solid team. You think you're the champion, but, uh, nah fam all right so then you go <laughs> then you go in uh, and have to oh your rival happened to win the you know win the win it all right before you came through they didn't mention it no but not a single person's like yeah you know this guy just came through not too long ago um and obviously of course you can name your rival all right as i got right. older, there his name's got very vulgar uh Dick it was the last time I played against him, um, but you know you spend the whole game like the, your very first fight, which is which I which I love the story the 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 full circle arc behind all this is that your very first Pokemon battle is against this rival, and the technically speaking, uh, as far as the main storyline goes, your last battle is against him. And of course, his roster changes depending on uh, which Pokemon you 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 Know you selected, but um, but yeah, it's just it, it it's really neat. It's it's kind of cool because you're watching another trainer, even though like, obviously again it's all pre planned, but another trainer's Pokemon um kind of grow with yours and then you kind of meet for the championships. So, um, so yeah, so I'm gonna go with uh, we'll call it the rival battle. I'm a, usually I just call it Gary because I, I grew up on the show, I watched the show right. first before I played the games, which I think many people did, but uh. But, but yeah, the rival battle from the original three Pokemon. So. All right. Very, very nice. very fantastic. Thank you, gentlemen. Uh, we are on to our top five now. All right. Figgy, what you got for number five? All right, this is my last deep cut,
3: and then I'm going to do crowd pleasers after this, okay? <laughs>
0: um, it's like a concert. and
2: with the crowd yeah, pleasers. Exactly. Yeah, I'll play the hits in a minute. <laughs> yeah. Um.
3: Well, I mean, this one, actually, I mean, again, this is another one that, like, I'm not sure how it'll... <laughs> <laughs> He's waving that's all. <laughs> I, I don't know how it'll play to this crowd, um, but it is a very popular game. It's my last FromSoft game. I could have done a top 10 FromSoft bosses, but I had to limit... Just like Zelda, I had to limit myself. Um... This is from my favorite FromSoft game. It's called Bloodborne, if you aren't familiar. It's like a FromSoft meets, like, gothic Lovecraft horror. It's Um, gorgeous. Yes, thank you. Yes, it it is probably my one of my favorite, like, sense of environment and lore. Like, it just has such a feeling. It's a bad feeling. It's bad. Like, you feel it's it's disturbing and terrible, but, like, it's just, like, a gorgeous execution of, like, this, like, entirely made-up world, and So, I mean, I don't know, I'll I'll keep the nerd at a minimum, but it's very Lovecraftian, so there's all these, like, mentions of, like, old gods that are, like, beyond, like, human comprehension and stuff, and they keep making these, like, little, like, um, hints throughout them. You keep hearing about them. And then one of the levels is, like, this old church. Oh, I didn't say the name. The name of the boss is called Abridus. E-B-R-I-E-A-E-T-A-S. So, like, you're going through this old church, and, like, the lore is really hard to parse in from soft games. Like they don't just tell you things you have to like really seek it out and like read like item descriptions. It's really tedious, but really rewarding. And so like, it's really easy to get to this church and not even really know what's happening or know where you are know what's like, why this church is significant. And it's another, it's another completely missable boss fight. Um, You go into this room and you break through a window. You have to break through a window to get to it. It's hard to find. And you go into this room and you go down and then like, one of these old gods, these old ones is just like sitting there. And um, it's it, it, the best comparisons. Like, I don't know if y'all, y'all are familiar with Cthulhu or have heard of Cthulhu. It's basically like you're fighting like a Cthulhu monster. um, And it's just like one of the best monster designs. Like the look of it is just disgusting and terrible and just fills you with dread. And um, uh, of course it's also super hard. It's a FromSoft game. So all the, all the fights are hard and it's just like, you're in this amazing, like, like the setting with this like crazy lore, and then you stumble upon one of the most disturbing bosses you've ever seen in your life, and you have to take it down, and it's a, and it's a god. Um Ugh. Yeah. So, Abritus from Bloodborne. Uh, I think I think Dan is looking at it. The look on his face is. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's wild.
3: Yeah. So, like, <laughs> it's it's not for everybody, but that is that was my one of my favorite boss or my favorite from soft game so I had to get it in here um, and don't worry the rest of them are going to be crowd pleasers so that's my last like <laughs> <laughs> who's this figgy guy he's so weird uh, choices <laughs> um, yeah that's my number five all right,
0: all right excellent yes. choice all right cheese man
2: Uh, for my number five I have one that was already mentioned I have Bowser from yes. Mario 64 yes um Specifically the last fight, I don't know. One thing that we didn't mention was uh, in the last fight, the stage shrinks a little bit. It it shrinks Mm -hmm. into like the stage of a star or the shape of a star, rather. And um, I don't know. When I was a kid, I used to kind of cheese the boss fight a little bit. I used to just throw him a little bit. And then run back up to him and grab his tail, and then throw him a little bit, and then run up and grab his tail and kind of inch him towards the bombs. Which I know, which that was not what you were supposed to do. Got to but... call before you can run, baby. Yeah, exactly. I was a kid. I was a kid, so whatever. But when the when the stage uh, shrinks, you're not able to do that. So you really have to like snipe him um, from like a pretty good distance. Um, but when you finally land that hit, it, it's so satisfying. <laughs> Um, all the Bowser fights are great. I feel like this is the most iconic one. Um, I don't know how difficult it is, but I do think it's um in terms of iconicness. I would say this one is probably up there.
0: Um, so that's why I chose this one on my list. Great choice, great choice. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go good. revisit it soon too. I have it on the Switch. I have the they did like a the oh Super yeah, the Mario collection. 3D All Stars or whatever, and I got mm-hmm. it before. Um. Yeah, but it's uh, yeah, it's a really good one. Really great good game. One. Yeah.
1: All right, excellent choice, Dan. You're number five. Uh, so before I go any further, I'm so happy that you included like Bloodborne and Dark Souls on here, Figgy, because I was just. Uh, podcasting with my cousin right before this, and I told him the theme was going to be Top 10 Boss, and he was like, how many Dark Souls bosses are going to be on there from all um. four of you guys? <laughs> so, he'll definitely be pleased that you put some on here. What's his uh, name? If, Tyler.
0: Tyler.
1: My, my cousin Tyler. Shout out Tyler. He just got engaged, too, by yes. the way. So oh, congratulations, congratulations, buddy. Tyler. Hey, congrats. Yeah. Uh, but, moving on, my number five is also Bowser for Mario 64. <laughs> so now I'm just it. copying everybody else over and over. This would be my last podcast. You know how it works. Um, no, I, I, I couldn't help but put him on here. It was the first real iconic boss I ever faced, especially because, like, that's the game of my generation. So that's, mm-hmm. like, the first Bowser. Super Mario 64 holds a really special place in my heart because uh, my grandmother, uh, who passed away in 2004 uh had an N64 in her basement that all the uh-huh. grandkids played and so Mario 64 was one of the staple games we had down there that's how i got introduced to Mario 64 Ocarina of Time Mario Kart oh, Eye wow. 64 it was great era to grow up in my she, my grandma was the goat she was awesome uh-huh. um <laughs> but yeah Mario 64 at 5 years old was the first game i i kind of touched and I didn't even know how to play it for, through the first time I touched it. Cause I didn't know you could jump into the pictures. So then one of my cousins showed me that I could do that. And it was total game changer. Right. Then when you got to that first Bowser, it was like intimidating. Like, yeah. the first time you got to him, like, oh, my God, you're in front of this icon. And it just made the game way better as a whole, especially the uniqueness, like we said, of swinging him by his tail, which I th- always thought was such a smart choice to be able to do. Um, and Mario 64 was so interactive, and I think that was such a cool mm-hmm. part about it. Like, you could really interact with the environments a lot. Uh, so that' why that's why it made my number five, the Bowser fights from Mario 64.
2: Hell, yeah. Awesome, awesome. Great minds think alike. Well, now I feel left out. (laughs) A little bit of gaming news, too. A little bit of gaming news.
3: Number four. (laughs) Number four is also Bowser. I
2: was just going to say a little bit of gaming news. The guy that's been voicing Mario since Mario 64 um, announced he's retiring today. (laughs) Yes. I I saw that. that. Yeah. No. Yeah. 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 So he's been the voice of Mario ever since. Mario spoke, so they got to find a new guy now. Chris they, Pratt. They did already. <laughs> Chris yeah, Chris Pratt. Pratt
0: yeah,
2: <laughs> he's been being groomed.
0: <laughs> There's the mantle um, kid. Um, yeah. <laughs> sweet Jesus! All right, That's my funny. number, my number five um, is uh, I'm going to go to Resident Evil Four. Nice. Okay, and I'm going to go with the uh, the very first uh, giant like cave troll. The el gigante mm-hmm. they call it um that first battle that is like there's like a bot there's a couple like boss like characters that you encounter throughout like the 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 storyline but this is the one this is like the first one. you can't run away from it All right. it traps you you're running back it, they trap you in this very it's not small but it's a circular area um and you gotta fight this thing all right you gotta shoot at it it's it's obviously not easy all right you, you Get a couple hits on it. Giant uh, last pluggest bursts out of its back, um, and then you got to go chop it up or shoot at it. Um, very the first run through always the most challenging. Um, I just plowed through the Resident Evil Four remake. Not even a couple weeks ago, I bought it, went right through it. Uh, love it. It's that battle's just as cool on uh, the newer version. Um, also, too even way cooler in VR. Like it's way scarier in, in the, in the, on the Oculus or the meta quest too. Um, which is, I, I, am legit obsessed with the, Res- the Resident Evil four game. You know, I've played it on many different consoles. Um, but that battle is just always just cool because, okay, everything's going good. Got to go save Ashley and oh shit. There's a cave troll. It just burst out of here and we got to go get it. So, um, and yeah, you literally cannot advance without beating it. So that is my uh, that is my number five, the uh, Resident Evil Four Al Gigante.
3: Dude, I just played Resident Evil Four for the first time like <gasps> a couple weeks ago. Like i never played any of them. I I played the VR the one remake. For like an, the remake, yes. I yes. I, I, pl- I played like the VR one for like an hour, and I was like, this is cool. Um, but I I don't know. I'm an idiot and didn't finish it. <laughs> Matt was on Go Games for the Resident Evil Two remake episode. And it, it, spoiler, it was a goat. We gave it a, the illustrious goat title. Very proud I may, to, I may have to unilaterally take that back and give it to Resident Evil 4 remake instead. That game yes. is cracking a controller, it. dude. <laughs> that game is so awesome.
0: I got to play um, it.
3: Anyway, sorry. I...
0: No, it's fine. I'm glad you said no, so. It is it. like I, I was I was, hesitant about it. It took me obviously a couple months. because I was like, eh, I want to get it on. If I'm going to play it, I want to play it on the PS5. And honestly, I had, for the better part of this year, I haven't had much time to play any video games. So I was like, you know what? I don't have any intention to get a PS5 anytime soon. I'm just gonna buy it on the four and 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 play the crap out of it. And I'm on my third playthrough now. Yeah. I got the unlimited fire hand cannon. I'm just oh, uh, I'm going to town. It's so good and
3: the wolf comes in and helps you and that he yes. fight like yeah. you, know, you gotta save
0: you gotta save him first you gotta, you gotta yeah unhook him from the uh the bear trap but he does help you so um so there it is my number five the el gigante uh number four figgy okay i'm back to uh i'm back to ones that at least some people are gonna like on this
3: on the zoom call um okay so i it's time to bring up it's time to bust out the Final Fantasies, um, at least for me. Um, so, um, most people probably go with Sephiroth as being like, because he's obviously the boss fight for Final Fantasy. But I went with my personal favorite Final Fantasy, which is Nine. Nine is my personal favorite Final Fantasy. And um, I went with the final boss from Final Fantasy Nine, which is Kuja. Yes. Um, some of the writing can be a little corny in nine, but like if you play it now, but you just gotta let that go because like as a kid, it was like, so like final fantasy games, just like taught you about life and like how to live and stuff as like a kid and a teenager. Um And one thing that's really cool about the final fantasy games is none of the final boss fights are just boss fights. Like the bosses come to like represent like ideas or themes, like, you know, throughout the game. And like, it's kind of like, that's what you're fighting against. So yes. like, Yes. So like, and Kuja and Final Fantasy nine, like basic, uh, well, I'm um, spoilers, spoilers. If, if <laughs> anyone's listening and doesn't want to hear the plot of a, you've
0: 20 had 23 years. You better <laughs> get <out. laughs>
3: So like, basically like, he finds out he thinks he's immortal. And then he finds out he's not immortal. And he finds out he's going to die. Um, and so he kind of goes crazy and basically just embraces this like nihilistic view that like, if I can't live, no one can live. So he wants to destroy the world. Um it's presented much cooler than what i just did but just uh and so like and and then like the whole game wrestles with like these themes of like purpose and like what's the meat what's the point if you're gonna die like it yep. wrestles with like death it's a heavy game like, geared towards like 11 year olds yeah <laughs> and, um yeah and yeah and so fighting kuja uh it's just like it's not just like a cool fight it's also just like you're fighting like like you're beating the embodiment of hopelessness it's just um awesome also i think his boss theme is cooler than the sephiroth boss theme hot take
0: uh (laughs) i i actually second that i have a playlist with every single like final fantasy battle song and i listen to the the ones from nine frequently they're they're the normal battle theme is really really good too yep Mm -hmm. no um excellent i am so happy that you enjoy Final Fantasy as much as I do. Because oh, nine man, is one wonderful. of my favorite. It's seven, eight, nine, or like that's my bread and butter. That's what yeah. I grew up on. Um, just randomly, my dad's like, hey, we got these Final Fantasy games. Okay. And um, I just recently replayed nine on my iPhone. I forgot I had purchased it many years ago. <laughs> and I was just, cool. I just did a run through of it. Like, if like, nice. I got time to kill. Let me go through it. And uh, uh, there's so much heart and just soul in that in that game yeah number nine it is a very very good one fun one i like how they threw it back um yeah to the back og to the- you know we got the class system essentially without you know calling it that just different right. types of characters and, and you're back in a fantasy like high fantasy yeah like. yeah because the seven and eight were more uh, six two i guess a little bit were a lot more modern um yep. with technology and that this was like uh, cyberpunk, so neat throwback yes absolutely so i am two thumbs up for that one two thumbs Hell yeah. I love it. All right. Cheese man, you're number four.
2: All right. Number four, I am going with a game we already talked about, but a different boss. Um, this is Ganondorf from Twilight Princess. Yes. Um, I feel like this is the best Ganondorf fight, at least in terms of spectacle. Um you fight Big Ganon in your wolf form, which is really cool. Then on top of that, you're on a horse battle with Ibona, and he's on a horse, too. And you got Zelda riding on the back with you as well, trying to shoot at him. Um, and then to cap it all off, you got a epic sword battle with Ganondorf. <clears throat> um, and the way you kill him by just jamming a sword... <laughs> Through his chest. It's <laughs> and and pretty cool. Up. It's pretty cool. Yes. Yeah. And um, only second to Wind Waker when it's a super cute cartoony game and you kill Ganondorf by stabbing him through the brain. <laughs> um but yeah, but I, I do have uh that I like I said, everything's just so epic about it. The music that's playing, the the landscape and the lighting. Mm-hmm. Of all that's happening you can see that it's like during the twilights you can see you know the twilight shaded colors and everything that really pop out um so yeah ganondorf number four
0: excellent can't go wrong with ganondorf man that's yeah. a good one and it's it's cool to see that i never got to play twilight princess um oh. but i hear nothing but good things i know i know this is what i get for being a, a sony playstation kid growing I up. i
2: think figgy said it well Where it's
0: it's a really good zelda game it's probably not one of the best but but you can really you just hear so many people reference it you know what i mean and yeah. talk about it nobody mm-hmm. nobody has a bad thing to say yeah. about it
2: it's gaining popularity too i feel like when it came out people people are kind of like eh, i don't know it's all right but i feel like as time has gone on people have learned to love it more yeah it's
3: got a lot of flaws but its coolest aspects are so cool <laughs> like yeah it's just mm-hmm. it's got a lot of flair like um compared to like some of the other Zeldas.
2: i agree um, yeah Yeah, they knew what they were going for. They're like, all right, you want dark and edgy? We'll give you dark
0: and edgy. (laughs) (laughs) There's murder. Uh, You want your hot
3: topics? Here you go, kid. Yeah.
0: (laughs) All right. Excellent. Great choice, buddy. Dan, you're number four.
1: Uh I was actually thinking about that today too, and I agree that uh that Ganondorf battle might be the best one just because so, of how yeah. many layers to it. Like it's it's just such a good I good was thinking battle. that
2: or like Ocarina of Time, because Ocarina of Time is like iconic, but I feel like, man, like a Twilight Princess one is just like the Ocarina of Time one, but like
1: on whole steroids? Different scale.
2: Yeah, on steroids, essentially. Yeah.
1: Uh so here I'm going to put one that a lot of people may not necessarily like agree with. But again, it's I feel like I had to throw my favorite franchise ever in here. Um, So I added Gulp from Spyro to Ripto's Rage onto this list. So when you play the Spyro games, I absolutely for people who haven't learned from listening to the show, I love the Spyro games very much. Um, the Spyro two was the first game that I really fell in love with and it really made me, uh, who I am and like shape my love of certain video games. I literally have a cat named Delora, which is one of the side characters in Spyro. Um, but The way it's laid out, you go to different worlds, and then there are big bosses at the end of the worlds. So you have Crush um, at the end of Summer Forest, and then in Autumn Plains at the end of it, you have Gulp, who are both Riptos like pets. Uh, So when you get to Gulp, I always had a hard time with this fight, both as a kid and as an adult. It's still the hardest boss I have to get through Uh, in order to beat it. Because they do it in specific stages. The first stage, you have to um, ram an explosive can at him uh, so that they blow up in his face. And his attack is charging at you. So typically, you're charging at each other when it happens, and you're hoping you have the angle right to hit the can first and hit him. Then it goes to bombs where you light them on fire and blow him up. And then you have rockets you can eat, which that's the easiest... But then he starts learning how to use these things, too. So that's a pain in the ass (laughs) because then there are all these different things because if he blows something up, sometimes the bombs blow up in front of you. So you got to be careful of that. I had such a hard time every time I went through him and I had to really study him in order to get him to even the point I have him now. And I always just had some kind of dread like ugh. Like here we go. But I always wanted to play that boss because it gave me the most challenge out of all of them still. So gulp from Spyro to Ripto's Rage is my number four.
0: I'm glad you added a personal spin out of man. Cause I've been waiting. I mean, it was like, Toomba, Spyro, one of those gotta be coming yeah, up on Spiro this list. Coming mm-hmm. up.
1: <laughs> um, and yeah, that's one you reference quite heavily. So glad to see it. Glad to see yeah. it. If I ever get on Goat Games, this is the game I want to do, even though Ooh. it's it's probably Ooh. it's probably not a goat in, in a lot of people's minds, but it's fun. I think it would be a really fun play for us to all go. Nice. Through. I'm
3: definitely open to it. I've never played a Spyro game. I think I've played like 20 really? minutes of a Spyro game. Yeah. So, hey, maybe so. I would love to have They're you great.
0: on. Oh, Very Absolutely. Good yes, just just make sure you don't record with acid music studio um just little 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 tip there little little word of advice uh still still uh oh, still hurts my soul God okay. damn acid
1: <laughs> it's the worst
0: all right, my number four i'm gonna go this is gonna be my first of two final fantasy um battles here, okay. So um I'm going to go to Final Fantasy 10 which was the debut one for PS2. Um a lot a lot of good boss battles um on this one. But I actually just rewatched this one today cuz I was like I got to feel that emotion um it, it, with it cuz it, it is intense. Um this is the Lady Unalesca battle in uh in yes. Which is a really cool one, and I, Figgy's gonna know what I'm talking about. You guys are gonna be super confused, but I think I've lightly, <laughs> lightly explained the plot before. But basically, uh, there's this thing called Sin that comes every 10 years, and in a summoner, in summoners' by to go and destroy it, they go on a pilgrimage. Um, there's a lot of questioning of this. It's a, it's a, it's a, like a questioning religion uh, type thing, which is a very interesting aspect, especially nowadays. Um, and they go and they're going to do this thing called the final summoning where sin's supposed to go away for 10 years, but they find out through questions and, and previous uh, uh experiences that um, that this final summoning is not final, that it doesn't matter. Sin's just going to come back in 10 years. It um, doesn't matter what you do or it's it's just, it, it's hope. We're dangling hope in front of people. Um, so it ends up turning into a fight and there's some really cool monologuing right before this thing, mm-hmm. where it's like the screen flashing between characters and you, you get into this really, it's really cool, like three-stage fight um very challenging because Lady uneleka uses this status called zombie which which stinks um basically you can't use healing items on yourself or you'll you'll kill yourself um it's it, it adds a interesting layer to it so um the, just the setup the story, the environment, the music mm-hmm. it is so so good this is this is probably one of the longer boss fights in the game too. I think you could probably run anywhere up to you know. 25 30 minutes even beyond that the video i watched earlier was 45 and i was just like this right just give me it all give me it all so um <laughs> lady you Utile- yeah, lady unaleska battle from final fantasy 10 that is my number four i almost went with Jet for five for my for my number four
3: and went with C- and just like went with kuja instead <laughs> final fantasy 10 slaps It's so good
0: it's so good yeah the hd remake is really cool i've been trying to like get all the final, like, weapons, get them all, like, jazzed up. But that damn, the, you know, the cho- the Chocobo thing where you got to, like, dodge a bunch of, like, birds and stuff and you got to get, like, a, you got to get the score, like, timed perfectly or you can't get Titus's main weapon like with all the 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 the, the mm. damage break and all that and i can't it, do it
3: and also the um the weapon where you had the ultimate weapon where you had to, like dodge like all the like yeah I don't know, all the lightning it was just the oh, oh yeah
0: that was for lulu yeah you had to was, like
3: dodge a hundred lightning bolts or something. It was i think so it was stupid.
0: the 200s honestly yeah it, it's it was, ridiculous it's so stupid but the game was still great <laughs> it's it's so good so good so all uh, right there it is we're on to our top three now figgy what you got for Ooh. us Okay,
3: this is a, this my number three is a pretty big spoiler for the first hour or two of God of War Ragnarok. Um, is is that going to be okay? Does everyone need to take out their ears? I can also do a different one from the first God of from twenty sixteen God of War if that's a problem. Do what
2: you got on your list? Okay, I'm gonna do what I got. <laughs> if everyone wants to take
3: off their headphones so they don't get it spoiled, <laughs> I can signal to you to come back on. Um, it, it it happens within the first hour or so of the game or two hours or something. I should so, be good. Um, but it's a choice, like, first, like, intro into the game. Um, so, okay, my number three spoilers from God of War Ragnarok is Thor. So um, the first game, uh, the first game being God of War Reboot 2016, right? Please I should know. We yep. did an episode on it. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, uh, which is fantastic game. Um, just, I won't go on and on about that game. But it takes place in Norse mythology as opposed to Greek mythology, as y'all probably know. Um, in the whole game of the, the first one, 2016 keeps hyping up Thor. Like, all, like <laughs> all these people keep telling legends about him, how awful he is, how powerful he is. But you never see him and you never fight him. And one of the rewards for doing, like, a bunch of side quests in the game is you get a little cutscene at the end of the credits where, like, Thor shows up and you just see us hammer. So, like, the thirst is real going into this game, like, going into Ragnarok to... um uh, for Thor and Odin, like Mewtwo,
2: like, but they make your way to a whole other game. Yeah, <laughs> exactly.
3: <laughs> um, yeah, if, if the if the if the time between Elite Four and Mewtwo was
0: six years, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> um, and a whole other console too, yeah, a, whole a whole whole other video video console. console too, a six hundred dollar yeah. console upgrade. Yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> so it's a pretty high barrier of entry. But uh, okay, so. You fight. Like, Odin shows up and he is like, you know, he's trying to strike a deal. I'll leave major plot points out of it so you, you know, so you can experience it because it's still fairly new. It came out last year. Um, things don't go well, and he's he six he Thor on you and says like, you know, don't take all day. Fight him, and you and it's you and Kratos fighting. Thor has his hammer. You have your um, you have your axe, which um, both of which can like they can both recall. They both have that power. Um, um the voice acting is incredible i mean throughout that whole both that 2016 and this one the voice acting is just so good like thor is so good in it um he keeps goading you because like he's heard legends about you being the god killer and you've like you know heard or attacked members of his family in the last game and so he's like goading you the whole time um at one but like the 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 most like badass moment like (laughs) was um at one point he throws his hammer at you and you throw your axe at them and they both collide in air and they're like stuck. Um <laughs> and you guys are like circling each other, like talking, and it creates like frozen lightning in, in the um in the arena. Ugh, it's so, so it's it's just it is my choice for probably the best cinematic fight of all time. Like it's not very hard. Um it's early in the game, so there's not this like. You know, emotional payoff necessarily, but like it's just the most, one of the best cinematic fights I've ever had. At one point, sorry, spoilers. I'm so sorry, Steve. I know you wanted to do with the spoil, but
2: at one point, no, I already, I, 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 did this fight. Oh, you did this fight. Good. Okay, yeah. good, 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 good. At yeah. one no, point, I'm like, I probably like a third into the game.
3: Perfect. Like Excellent. Half there's half other half great fights. Like uh, there's other great fights in it. Keep playing because yeah. there's lots of. No, I'm uh, trying. <laughs> yeah. At one point in this fight, Thor kills you. You see a game over screen you're like oh I didn't realize I died and he goes you die when I say you die and he revives you with his <laughs> yeah. lightning and you snap back up and to keep fighting him mm-hmm. it is just one of the just straight cool factor fights I've ever seen in a game um so good that's so, so and cool. it's just freaking Thor man it's you're fighting Thor, Thor. right um so that's my number 3 oh,
2: epic I love that fight I my only Criticism I have for that fight was like in the old God Wars, like you started the fight and if you didn't beat it, you were back at the beginning. But I, I know in this yeah. one, it was like there were checkpoints along. Yeah, the way. They, they do that, which in is general. fine. They're... But it, it would have been like more satisfying if you just right. like, oh, fuck you, Thor! I killed you. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. The game
3: does that in general. I wonder if you can turn that off. Like if there's like a hard mode. I don't know, but the game does
2: that in general. It's yeah. kind of annoying. I know I'm playing on hard, but I think there's like a higher. Oh. There's like an yeah. extra hard difficulty. Maybe so after you beat it, or I, something. maybe on that. Um, yeah. That's maybe that's the way to go. But yeah, that, it's a great fight. I know exactly what you're talking about.
0: All right. Excellent. Excellent. Cheese man, number three. Oh, yeah. I'm next. Uh... <laughs> oh, here's where the fireworks start. For my
2: number three, I have oh, Andross no. from oh, Star Fox no. 5- oh, no. 64.
3: We can't do this, Steve. We can't do this to this podcast. We can't burn this podcast hey, to the ground. it's number
2: three, okay? At least, no, I, at least I put that's it great. there.
3: He's a great boss fight. I'm, I'm, we can't burn this podcast to the ground, Steve. We can't do that. Yeah, I, we're, we're, the no, flame no. is spreading.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes, I have Andross from Star Fox 64. I love this boss fight, I think it's so freaking cool. Um, I we talked about it on Goat Games way too much, but um, it, it's just like man, like there's 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 the easy mode, and then there's the hard mode, and like when you're a kid, you beat the easy ending a bunch of times because you couldn't get to the hard ending because it was hard. It's a difficult it's a difficult path to take. Um, so eventually, you do get to the difficult path, and and it's the ending, and it's the same boss. At first. So you kill him and you're like, oh yeah, that wasn't as bad as I thought it could have been. And then all of a sudden, like Andros, he's a he's a floating head and two hands. And you're in a spaceship and you're flying around, and you're trying to shoot him. You gotta blow up the hands, you gotta blow up his eyes, and then that's it. Um, so you do that, and that's how that's that's the easy ending, but like the screen turns white and it comes back and you see his brain. And you're in like this arena now with like all these computers or, or, or like whatever it is in the background. I don't even know. Um, and he's still like there talking. And it's freaky. It is a freaky sight because it is like, it is super offset. It's his brain and his eyeballs like attached to the brain. And then like he shoots his eyeballs out at you like on these like a little electric currents. And like the eyeballs are shooting at you, trying to kill you, and you're flying around. you gotta get behind the brain to shoot it um eventually, you do, and he says if i'm if I go down, I'm taking you with me, and he blows up, and you hear Fox scream and you think he's dead too, and the screen turns white and then on the intercom, you hear you see your dead father, your dead father says don't ever give up my son and it's just like what i thought my <laughs> father was dead and then all of a sudden the screen comes back and you're flying through the escape tubes trying to get out of there while the explosion's behind you and they got this epic music playing in the background you shoot out of there finally and it's just the most satisfying thing The the mission complete music is like slowed down so you know the game's over you know you finally did it you know everything's done Uh, fox is looking around because he's like that was my dad but he died like where is he you don't know if he's a ghost you don't know if it was his imagination you don't know if he's alive he's just gone then he's just gone it's just it's such a cool ending I can't say it enough I love that game it's a goat don't at me (laughs) (laughs) a great fight from a great game
0: (laughs) yes if you want to know the backstory to this listen to Steve's previous episode um, yes, we, we, we go into very great detail, I think, uh, on the backstory between <laughs> goat games and star Fox. So, um, we hurt oh, Steve he, deeply. He's
2: just shaking his head. I think he hates no, me I'm nervous, nodding my head. Okay. I'm
4: saying like, like
3: I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to dominate this.
0: Star Fox is a great <laughs>
3: game. Star Fox 64
0: <laughs> is a great game. <laughs> it's, a, it's not a goat game. It's a great game. <laughs> exactly. Oh, my goodness.
3: Okay. okay. No, 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 no. <laughs> this will turn into a whole thing. This will turn into a whole thing.
2: Oh, I love it. Excellent. I love it. But yes, that's my number three. Great choice. Dan, what do you got for number three, bub?
1: Can't wait to re-listen to that episode of work tomorrow. Just to make it through the day laughing. Uh, No, my number three is a boss from a franchise uh, or that was made famous from a franchise. But it's not a boss fight in this franchise. It's in another franchise that he's a part of. I'm talking about the Sephiroth fight from Kingdom Hearts (laughs) 2. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Um, Baller fight. For sure you have to do a lot to get to this point where you're facing sephiroth because i believe he's uh a secret boss in this game Yes,
4: mm-hmm.
1: and god he is impossible i just I, I you can't even really describe it he's just so hard he's everything they uh hype him up to be i remember watching my brother like go at him for like hours all the time like just it just fight him over and over again because he just wanted to keep getting better at games and doing stuff like that but it was also such a cool thing like you you got him in the first one uh, and but then the second one he's at a whole nother level when it comes to his fighting and everything else and it's, re- it's so rewarding to beat. Some of these bosses are just so nice when you finally beat them because you get yes. that clout and you get to just like rub it in their face that you did it. I especially love
2: in a- Kingdom Hearts 2 when you beat a boss and it slows down. Yeah. 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 It goes into
1: like super so slow motion. Satisfying. It's
2: so satisfying. to like hit it one more time. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, 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 there are a lot of Kingdom Hearts bosses that are particularly hard, but Sephiroth obviously tops them all, mm-hmm. um, especially in Kingdom Hearts 2. Oh, so I put him at my number three. Hell yeah. Great Excellent. choice.
3: Another one that I barely didn't make my list. So good. I
1: think, I think he's harder in that game than he is in
2: seven, at least for me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, in, yeah. in seven, he just is like, I don't know, maybe by the time I got there, it was just like I was overpowered or something yeah but i don't know yeah i didn't have much he, difficulty with was him.
0: he have like six bars of health or something and in, in it's insane it's tough it's yeah and, and he I'm...
2: moves quick and it, like the window to hit him like disappears too so like you're outliving his attacks and try not to die and <laughs> healing yeah. and he's just like juked up on damage and everything it's crazy <laughs>
3: and it, it was so cool as a kid because like if you played all the final fantasy games like seeing all of these characters, like you've only seen them like hold still and stuff. See yeah. they, they, how they move yeah. when they fight, like especially Sephiroth.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, so good. Yeah. That's good stuff. All right. My number three, this is going to be my final, final fantasy entry. Uh, my personal favorite uh, Figgy. I don't know if you know, this is number eight. Uh, final fantasy. I eight. Love eight. Um, very first good
3: exposure to final
0: fantasy. Was it really? Yeah, my friend played it, and I was like, what is this? It's cool. It's probably one of the easiest Final Fantasy games, uh, I feel, maybe. Um, Just because the whole leveling up system, I think, is pretty simple. It's very easy to get to level 100 very early on. Mm -hmm. Um, Easy to get some final weapons on disc one. And you can break the junctioning system if you go get some, like, powerful magic. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 you know, just use GFs over and over and over again. Um, it's, it's quite the game, but I always liked it cause there's the, the relatability factor. I was, I was probably nine or 10 when I first played it, but just, the fact that I was playing characters that were 16, 17 and 18, uh, when I, when I'm on the cusp of being a teenager, is just like really cool. Um, one of my favorite video game characters of all time is Cypher. I've always like the, mm-hmm. the fact that we got a small take, I got a small taste as playing as him. And then it just got ripped away, right? He turns bad, which another element that if you listen to the show for a long time, I love the good good guy characters, good girl characters that turn evil. I love the flip. I love to find out why. The battle on disc three, I believe it is the final one on lunatic, uh, lunatic Pandora um, is the best one yet. The other ones that there's a lot of cool emotion. I like the one from disc one a lot too. Um, even though the battles kind of it' easy, but the one in disc three is, is, is tremendous. It's him at his best. He's like mentally just shot. Like his his jacket, like is tattered, like it's ripped. And his, his friends, Raging and Fujin turn on him. Uh, they're like, no, we can't do this anymore. And it's just this, this big Epic encounter. He has a new limit break um, that he uses against you blood fest, which is really, really cool. Um, if you took the time to go get the Odin summon, um he actually kills Odin, like right out of the gate. I remember the first time I seen this, I was like, holy, so awesome. like we're fighting Cypher. And then all of a sudden, boom! And then Odin shows up like, oh, my God, this fight's <laughs> yes. about to be over. And Cypher just, boom, cuts him in half. You get Gilgamesh afterwards for it, which is pretty cool, you know, pretty cool, too. But that that scene was was just absolutely epic. So um, badass. It's so good. It's so good. Um, I would, yeah, cypher is legit, like just so cool. I owned, uh, a gun blade of his, his style for a little while before I gifted it to somebody. Cause I had nowhere to put it. Um, I have his uh, old, uh, action figure. I have his uh, an action figure too, um, of it, but this fight is, is great. Um, it's peak cypher and, um, it's, yeah, the last time you get to encounter him. So. Um, so there it is my number three the cypher final uh fantasy eight boss uh final final fantasy eight boss against him so um there it is amazing pick thank you thank so you. good that's that's a that's a personal flavor there for me
3: yeah when he kills odin because odin is like the un- unbeatable gf he like in he like he's a summon that kills anything he fights and then he yep. comes and he oh so good
0: yeah oh i'm gonna replay it now i'm gonna have to replay it for the 21st time <laughs> I uh, love that game. All right. We are on to our top two. Figure what you got?
3: Okay. So for my number two, I kind of, I said it earlier. Sorry about that. I, I went with Sans, Um, but we already talked about Sans, So I'm going to flip it and go with the other boss from uh, Undertale. Um, so Undertale, there's, you can, Undertale's a game about your choices. Like you can choose to kill or spare every enemy you come across. You can, and there's different endings and different fights based on what you do. So if you kill everyone, like in the world, genocide route, you fight Sands, which was um, Steve's pick and was my pick. If you do the opposite and you can spare everybody, you get this super satisfying ending with um, uh, the final boss is called Asriel Dreamer. Um, and if Sands is the one who's like trying to like make you feel bad, this ending makes you feel so good for your choices because Asriel Dreamer also trying to destroy the world, blah, 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 blah. And, like, the whole time you're just trying to reach him. You're trying to save his soul, basically, by keep trying to spare him. And you win the fight by, like, not fighting. And the game just gives you this, like, incredibly, again, like mixed in with the backstory, this incredibly emotionally satisfying, like, ending. And what I love so much about that fight specifically is that it uses video game mechanics to tell the story. So, like, at one point he's, like, you know your health is like numbers, so like like you you can have like fifty out of fifty health or twenty out of twenty health or whatever. Um, at one point he's like trying to get you to fight because you keep refusing to fight and you keep trying to spare him, and he shoots this beam at you, but like your quote unquote like determination keeps you from dying, and your your health meter goes from like twenty, like if you're at twenty, because twenty to one to point one to point zero one to point zero 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 one because it's like you were like. Your determination is keeping you going. And if you die during that fight earlier, it like won't let, this is after the hard part. This is just like the final, like feel good moment. It won't let you die. It'll show your heart coming back together and it'll just tell you like, but it refused. Uh-huh. And so it is just this like incredibly, if, if sans, it makes you question your like, why you're doing the things you're doing in video games. It makes you feel like a terrible person. This This makes you feel like, just like a true connection to a game and to a character that like no other game has ever made me feel. And, it, and it's, it's, it's a, it's a story and a fight that can only happen in a video game. It would not work in a movie. It would not work in a book. And that's why it rules. Oh,
1: that's so, so cool. Yeah.
3: Anyway, that's my number two.
1: Love
0: it. Very good. Yeah. I felt I could visualize it a little bit. I've, I was, obviously I'm not familiar with this game. Um, not familiar with it, never played it before, but you painted a pretty good picture of it. So, Thank you. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Steve. All
2: right. Oh, I, I was muted that the entire time. Sorry. I love how you flipped that from Sans to Asriel. Yeah, that's a good, oh, good. paradox yeah, yeah, or yeah. whatever you want to a call it. Bang. Yeah, exactly. And uh, tune in next next Goat Games episode, <laughs> and true. we'll uh, we'll go into more about it because <laughs> yep. that's the next one we're covering. Undertale. Yeah. Um, okay, my number two yes two yes, um so. okay i have one we already talked about i have k Rule from donkey kong 64 um <laughs> mean, damn it very similar list um but yeah i have k Rule from donkey kong 64 we already talked about it i think it's cool how you have to use each character to go into it um each character has their own special moment per se um to get the dot to get the job done um I, I think K-Roll is just a cool character in general. Um, you know, he's just like a goofy guy. <laughs> he's just like a goofy guy. Like the first game, you know, he's he's just himself. He's just K- King K-Roll. But in the second game, he dresses up as a pirate. Like, and then the third game, he's a mad scientist. And in this game, he's just a boxer. He's just like randomly a boxer. Uh, But it's just a really cool way. But like um, we said that, utilize each character. Um, So, yeah,
0: K. We already talked about him a little bit, but yeah. That's my oh, number two. Very good. Yeah, it's like you and Dan grew up as best friends or something. It's yeah, great. it's know, so right?
2: great
3: how on so many of the episodes <laughs> y'all have like almost the same list. It's. it's I remember the one. I remember what
2: episode it was, but me and Matt had like four of the same, like in a row.
0: Yeah. Ah, I'm trying to think which one it was. I don't remember what it was either. This is our fourth or fifth episode. I yeah, think we've done it, together. It was only yeah. like the first or second one. I if,
1: it might have been. Oh. I totally kicked the mic across the room. <laughs> uh, it might have been the consoles episode that we did. I think so, too. I think I it might have so been. You, too. Yeah. Right, yeah, you might be
2: right there. That yeah. was
0: a good time. That was a good time. <laughs> it was a good time. <laughs> uh, that was a good list for sure. All right.
1: Great choice, Steve. Dan, what do you got for two? Uh, my number two is a more recent game. Uh, I talk about this one a lot, too, and I'm slowly realizing how much I really fell in love with this game when it came out. So take you guys back to 2020 when the world went totally dark. There were two games at the beginning of the pandemic that kept a lot of the community really going and really thriving because they were two that came out. One was Animal Crossing because Animal Crossing had just came out and everybody was (laughs) obsessed with New Horizons. The other one that came out on the exact same day was Doom Eternal. (laughs) Doom Eternal (laughs) is a fantastic game, and that game kept me sane for the first, like, three months or so of the pandemic. I love everything about the game, from the gameplay to uh, the soundtrack is incredible. To The difficulty is so difficult. It gets so freaking hard. But... I'm going to call it a boss for now because you first meet it at the end of a level, but I'm putting the Marauder on this list. And the Marauder kind of mimics uh, the Dooms- the Doomslayer in a, a, a certain way. It has an axe and it has a shotgun. So typically it'll either throw beams or charge at you and then shoot the shotgun right after it. And the first time you face this thing, it's so hard. Because it's like the first real taste of a boss you're getting in that game. And it's when you first get it, it's really impossible to try and deal with. It takes a good like nine or ten tries to the point where you're getting so pissed off at this thing. The reason why it makes it so high on my list is because this is a boss at the end of one of the levels. But then it becomes a common enemy for you after a while. So you have to deal with this thing you died nine times to in a row solo with other things attacking you around that too and it's impossible when it popped up at a level again like because the first time you see it again you're at the beginning of a level and these doors open and it just walks out at you and you're just like oh my god <laughs> like you can't believe that this thing is actually coming at you again it, it, Doom Eternal is so well done the way it layers everything up to get you leveled up just right for certain things but that was one of the more impossible parts of the game for me at first um i'm so thankful for it and it's just a, a really cool look for the boss to everything has such a cool look in the doom franchise but doom eternal particularly took it to another level um so the marauder comes in at my number two great very good very good when
2: you said there were two games you're like Animal Crossing. I thought the second one was gonna be Warzone, it was gonna be like, Oh no, damn,
0: <laughs> yeah, the boss at Warzone
1: <laughs> talking about all the people that used Auto Wave and the bots. <laughs> do you guys remember the
3: memes from uh when Animal Crossing and Doom came out? And it was I like, do, it was yeah, like Isabelle like fighting, yeah, teams. <laughs> it was like the original Barbenheimer,
2: <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, true,
0: yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's so that. long ago, so long ago, <laughs> a different thing,
1: thank time. god. Thank God we're away from very that well now. behind it. Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh man. man. I highly, oh. I, I can't say enough though how highly I recommend if people haven't played Doom Eternal to play. I Doom
3: played Doom twenty sixteen and I heard Doom Eternal's like everything about twenty sixteen just like better,
1: like, leveled up. I love yeah. Doom twenty sixteen. That's what I actually. The, 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 the I'll reference it again, but the podcast I was just on right before this, I was talking to my cousin about Doom Eternal because he's the one who told me about it when we were first working together and things and i told him i wanted to go back and play doom 2016 and he said that'll kind of feel like a step back for you after yeah. playing that game yeah. so it made me reconsider it but man yeah man doom eternal is worth the play for sure it jumps gotta, you right into it. It into it
0: all right um great choice my number 2 i'm going to go with uh from resident evil 2 remake specifically hey. we talked about this one um, this is the fight against, the uh, the G monster, they call it G three. Um, it, and there's it a really good, or the PS one track for it is pretty good. Actually. I think the, the, the remake one is pretty good too, but the song is called malformation of G, but, um, basically the G monster is this, it's, it as the, it's infected with the G virus and it has this, you know, these, all of these sorts of appendages, claws and eyes and all sorts of things going on. This fight is really, really cool. I I like the, the moment um, that comes with it. So, uh, depending on who you're playing as, first uh, Leon, um, you're on a platform with him with the G Monster, kind of knocked, like knocked out, but like waking up, and the platform descends slowly. All right, and just the music gets going, and it's it's a uh, it's a fun fight kind of not like close quarters, but obviously there's, there's nowhere for you to run. Um, And it's, it's, it's quite challenging. And, and this is like, you know, the G monster is pretty vicious. Um, I like the Claire one better though because she actually she's like, oh, I'm sick of this shit or something along the lines of that. <laughs> Jumps on the platform that's going down with it to defeat this thing. Um, oh, she's yeah. protecting Sherry yeah. Burke, and I didn't um, pick up
3: on that difference. That's awesome. When yeah, it was,
0: it was. It was like, it was like, whoa, okay. I, 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 <laughs> Leon the cop, a little hesitant, but he, just even still, just just the moment, and then you're just like, okay, we're zooming in and we're focused, and boom, you're fighting this thing. Um. Yeah, one of my again, Resident Evil like they have cool bosses, but for the most part, I think the boss fights lack. Maybe, like I can't like Resident Evil Three Nemesis, great character, but I can't think of like one like great unique boss fight with it. There's some other you know, there's some some oddballs mm-hmm. and and whatnot. You do fight it several times, but I can't think one think of one that really stands out above the others. Um, Resident Evil 2 had some really good ones. so uh, But I'm going to go with uh, the battle against uh, G3, the third stage of uh, uh, William Birkin's G-Virus transformation. So um, that is my number two. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah is right. And, gentlemen, we are on to our number ones, all right? Our top number one favorite video game boss battle. We have made it all the way through. You, the listener, have made it all the way through. Um, I am excited to hear what y'all's got as your number ones. Figgy, you are up first.
3: I'm wondering if this is all of our number one, because no one has said it yet, but it's Ganondorf from Ocarina of Time. Um, It is so... I mean, I, I mean, look, okay, other... I agree with Steve that Twilight is actually probably the cooler fight, but I just have to give it to, like, the just it's so iconic, it's iconic just, one, it, yeah. it, it, it is like the boss fight that you remember as a kid and again we just did the episode on ocarina of time it'll probably be dropping tomorrow or something but um that game is just means so much and it is just the perfect culmination to a game that is nigh perfect in my opinion um and it's it's fun like 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 when you when he's you, you climb up the tower and he's playing the organ and the organ is getting louder and louder <laughs> and louder. And then you enter, and then like he and like Navi has to leave you. Like, okay, well, you've been annoying the whole game anyway. Get the get out of here. I'll do it by myself. <laughs> like Navi like pieces out because Dannon's too evil. And then um, and then you do this back and forth fight where you're like, he's throwing the magic at you and like you have to quick it, like, it trains you on everything that you've learned because you have to like switch to the to the arrow to like shoot him with the light arrows. He starts destroying the um the, the arena and then um you know you think you've killed him and then in classic Nintendo fashion it's like uh oh he's not dead and then he brings the tower down with him you escape you think you're good and then like. He rises from the ashes to fight you, and it's just amazing. The, the lightning's going. It's perfect. It's like it's like a mythic boss fight. And then every other boss fight in that game, it's like the boss's name and then a subtitle. So like um, giant, like dinosaur terror, or Dodongo or whatever. And then when Ganon comes out in his beast form, it just says Ganon like like, I don't know, it's just like he, the man who needs not need a other title titles. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway that's my number one Nami leaves
2: you in that fight i don't think i ever realized yeah
3: that. like when ganon's like shooting his evil aura she's like link i can't help it's too much evil. oh that so is like, right
2: yeah yeah
3: can, you can't technically z target him in that first fight when he's like in his human form
0: mm-hmm. Real? yeah okay so. hmm, okay excellent choice my friend excellent choice
2: yeah, I, I, I put the other one on. I, I, they were. No, they. Like you said, I, the, this one is way more iconic. S-
3: Steve, literally um, at number one, I have Ganon OOT slash Twilight Princess because I wasn't yeah. sure which one I was going to go
2: with. <laughs> so, like, it was yeah, that's pretty much course. the exact opposite for me when, <laughs> yeah. I, when, when I put it. Um, yeah, but are, are we on the me?
0: Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay,
2: all right. Yeah, so mine, it's not that. It's actually this is probably nobody else's number one, but I have liquid snake from metal oh, gear salad. That's a good choice. Um, the entire series you're fighting this guy um, in one, two, and then three is like a prequel. Um, and then there's four. Um, but at the end of four, the, um, like the series is over at this point. Like you won like snake one and everything. Um, so you're on top of the, su- like a submarine or something. in like the middle of the ocean with, with liquid snake, the guy you've been fighting the entire time. He's like, all right, like you won. This is it. Like, you know, the the war is over, but you know, we still have one left, one last thing to do. And you're just these two old guys and you're on top of the submarine And you're just beating the shit out of each other. (laughs) You're just beating the shit out of each other. These two old guys, uh, you know, it's just all that emotion and pent up like that, that buildup. It's that buildup to this like final moment where it's just the two of them. There's nobody else there and they're just fighting each other and they're just punching each other in the face. And they're, they're showing flashbacks from old games as well like the PS1, the PS2, the PS4. It's all coming back. They're playing old music from the old the old games as well. It's just that build up. It's that emotion. It's that final battle. That's why I got it numbers one. It's a great it's a great close of the series.
0: Hell yeah. Very good. Yeah that's there's some I never got into those. I I tried the second one, and it got really like it was super weird. It was got super weird. Um, super like it was like, oh, I'll plug the controller and and all the like just all the a bunch of weird stuff, and it just it threw me off, threw me for a loop, but I, I understand why it's so like iconic for so many people. Uh, I
2: wish, yeah, I, the only thing I could say about this boss fight is
0: I wish I played the whole series. I, yeah. I
2: can understand where they were coming from. But I never beat one. I beat most of two. I never beat three. But I played the hell out of four, um, and I could tell where they were going. But I still feel like I didn't get that full experience by starting from one and going to four. I, I eventually, I really do plan on doing this soon. But I do want
0: to go through the series. Um, that's the next series on my list that I'm going to go through. There's um, some yeah, whatever. Very there. iconic villains from everything I hear about, and mm-hmm. like. From a playability, like playing against them standpoint, yeah. like it's it 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 messes with you as the game player, like it your head. That's that's I've heard some really really cool ones. Um, yeah, one where they, they it tells you they're it's deleting all your save data. Yeah, like it, yeah. yeah, it really messes you up. So I love yeah, it. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got some cool boss fights.
2: I've heard for sure, but. That, that's the one that I got you know like I said it's it's I like my list was like the spectacle and I feel like that was like the most spectacle thing you could do It's just like wrapping up a what 15 year long story or whatever yeah. it is um just like your rival and you're just like old and you're shot and you're beat up and you're just punching the shit out of each other <laughs> <laughs> there's no weapons, no guns no knives it's just a it's just a a fist fight it's just a fist fight of old guys. Um, on their last breath like that's the last
0: thing they want to do before they die is just kill the other person it's wow. beautiful
3: We gotta yeah. play these games man
0: yeah, yeah. absolutely hey, that's why we do these lists right expand our horizons a little bit too um yeah. so I know
2: they are um they're coming out with like a collection of one oh, two good. and three I believe and then there's like a leak that like there's going to be some more prequels and then four is going to be on there as
0: well Oh. um so that could be a way to catch up. Yeah. No, it's an easy way. Instead of backtracking and paying hundreds of dollars for the yeah. games. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm going go for a pretty penny. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. Very good. Dan, your number one.
1: My number one is one that nobody in their right mind would have because they would probably play this the right way. But I'm an idiot and I found myself in this situation. So I have to put this here. Um, so my number one is Mirok from Skyrim. Mirock, if you remember, um, I know it's been a while since Skyrim came out, but people like play it at certain points. It's in the Dragonborn DLC. He's the OG Dragonborn. So I thought of him. He's hard, but what makes him even harder is when the first time you're doing the duels, the DLC in a new game. Um, You go into the final boss battle by accident at like level 15 or something really (laughs) small and shitty like that. And then you're stuck fighting him for, I'm not exaggerating here, six and a half hours straight. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> because there's no save point to get you back out, or there's no save point. And it was like playing the slots. At this point, the only way out is through. Like, So I just had to sit there and grind through it with the little like health I had, with the little potions I had, the arrows I had, everything at that point took me six and a half freaking hours and that boss is hard in itself because it's a dlc boss so they're obviously amping it up for people because you've already played this game and you need a new challenge so it's juiced as it is so going in at a very low level is something i cannot uh tell people to go away from enough with this because people need for their own sanity they should not play it at a low level but i made the stupid mistake and i was stuck in my couch in my old apartment. For six and a half hours. Wow. <laughs> Playing this stupid fucking game from 10 <laughs> in the morning to 430 in the afternoon, just beating this stupid boss. But I'll tell you, the satisfaction was Unparalleled, (laughs) unparalleled dedication, I would dare so say is pretty unparalleled, too. Yeah, I mean, I once I have my mind set to something, I just got to do it. So that was (laughs) one of those situations. So Mirok from Skyrim is going to be my number one. But may I add, there was some very steep competition within that. The first Ganon fight uh, from Ocarina of Time absolutely was in my consideration for that. Yeah, very good. Yeah, Skyrim is, uh, that's a good time.
0: Too big for me. Too big for me. Um, I used to like, man, I want open world everything. And now I'm like, oh, that's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot. Give me a tight, curated, like 15 hour experience. Yes. Yeah. Like Grand Theft Auto 4 is like just right it's just right just big enough. Skyrim is like as big as i can handle
2: yeah yeah like starfield's coming out and they're like oh it does a trillion and a half planets it's like okay
0: i don't need that <laughs> y'all are doing too much now i'm good yeah <laughs> all right very good dan very good gentleman my number one i'm going to go with uh uh a, a star i'm gonna go with a star wars game Okay, and I don't know if it's considered canon. I don't think it's considered canon uh, at this current point in time. But this was Jedi Fallen Order before Jedi Fallen Order was a thing. I'm going with uh, from Star Wars Force Unleashed, the first one, the final battle against Darth Vader and or Emperor Palpatine. All right, it's really this is one of those really cool things where the choice you make determines um, uh, a lot of things. Uh, Basically, the 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 you know how the game ends right like an ending a good ending a bad ending um an alternate costume for the second playthrough whether you're a sith or a jedi which is really really cool so basically what you do you're fighting darth vader no matter what the first time and it's cool it's really actually really neat because the more you you hit him you can see his costume start to kind of fall apart and get like the mask is getting broken up the suit is becoming torn Um, And you can start hearing the breathing thing going on. All right. So you go through that. And in an effort to, um, you know, you can either continue. There's like a, there's this one part. And then there's the second part where you have a choice to make. You can either fight Palpatine and save the Rebel Alliance, which is like Belograna, Grana, I think Leia, maybe a couple at Mon Mothma, a couple of these other characters. You can fight Palpatine to save them. So they can kind of go on and, and go, or you could just continue your hatred and pretty much fully blown join the dark side and just kill Darth Vader and become the new Sith apprentice. It is, uh, I mean, obviously, you know, when you step back, you're like, oh, this is, you know, fun, not like a super important decision. But if you're engaged in the storyline, it uh, it, it's a lot. Force Unleashed was one of the coolest video games at the time it came out it's da- it's very dated now i think it plays very dated but it had a lot mm-hmm. of cool unlockable things um the leveling up system was neat um the fighting was really really cool uh force unleashed 2 was eh, and uh, they didn't make another one after that but um the very first one was like just like you have to play this you have yeah. to play this and this is coming in the era when like star wars battlefront was really big um, this is like this is a really good time period for Star Wars video games. So, um, that final battle is my number one choice, just because it's just it's cool. I'm a big Star Wars guy, and uh, I think it's uh, I think it's a great, great battle there. Hell oh, yeah!
2: yeah. I, I always wanted to
0: play that, but I never did. Yeah, it's a good one. They uh put it on Switch, I think. PlayStation. Yeah, it's not like everything now. Yeah, yeah. They they re released a bunch of those Star Wars games, Uh Knights of the Old Republic, some of those other ones. Um, but there it is, listeners. We made it all the way to the end, gentlemen. Yes. We made it all the way to the end. These are your top
2: ten, and good timing too.
0: Very good timing. Yeah. I'm very happy Before with uh, the time we got. Um, Figgy, plug yes. your stuff, my man. Figgy, plug your stuff. One Guys, more it has
3: been an absolute pleasure being here thank you so much Uh, i'm so happy to be here um and yes you can find me and steve and a few of other uh wonderful people on goat games on the network on the gaming slash art slash i don't I know it's on the gaming one. I don't know what other subcategories it's in.
0: All. I think I put it on all. I might have done it on nice. pop culture. Um, I think I think I probably did pop culture. Funny. Probably recall. in the funny category. <laughs> it should <Yeah>. be.
3: <laughs> but Goat Games, uh, we talk about the best games ever made. So happy to be here. So happy to have made this awesome list. I had a great time. Uh, so thank much you for fun.
0: having me. You will be back. Um, I promise you that. I look forward to it. <laughs> I have to.
3: I don't know what sidebar. If you need to. I don't know if you edit this. I have to pee so bad. Go for it. No, you're good. That's,
0: <laughs> you actually don't have to say another thing for the rest of this episode. You are all set. Go ahead. And I will pee. be right back. Go I, pee. Right back. <laughs> okay, Go bye. games. Check it
3: out. It's great. Bye. I'll be right back. Yeah. Make
0: sure. I'm totally leaving that in. I can't uh, wait. Yeah, um, you have to. You have to. You have to, right? It's the real <laughs> moments. Um, Steve, of course, is a part of uh, Goat Games, as we've all you know, said. He's been back here multiple times. Uh, And Dan, you are back, my man. Uh, Why don't you plug what you got going on for YAO and anything else you got going
1: on? Uh, YAO, we just uh, did episode 101. So uh, my cousin, uh, Andrew, came on who I had him on an episode and the episode uh, ended up in the ether because the audio quality was crap. So he's a returning first time guest. He filled in for Ben this week. We had a great episode um, I just filled in for Ben on what's going on as well. And I just took over Starry Night Theaters podcast um this week. So I'm hosting that show as well for the week. I did four podcasts in the past 24 hours, boys. Damn. It's been a long it's, been, it's <laughs> been a long, long day. My wife's mad at me, but um it, it it's it's all rewarding, all good stuff. And uh yeah, other than that, I'm just chilling right now, man. I'm happy to be back doing this show. And I'm thinking about starting to stream a couple games for the network finally soon. Ooh, so I, I think that might be a thing that's coming up in the near Let future. me know if you need help
2: or yeah. a guest.
1: Yeah, yeah, we have all the tech there. All the tech there. So <laughs> uh, both, both of you plug your Twitches, too, while you're here.
2: Oh, yeah.
3: Um, you can find me at twitch.tv backslash, backslash figgy underscore O. I twitch occasionally and it's a great time when I do. Um so come check us, check check me in this case, just me. Oh <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> and then you can find me at twitch.tv slash the four cheese. That's the number four. So
0: all right. I don't have a Twitch. Um y'all can follow me on Twitter or X if you want. X. X. <laughs> I had to delete it again oh man um yeah we got nothing we got i had to delete it again it just it makes my head hurt but yeah um but listeners thank you so much for listening this has been like a lord of the rings return of the king-esque conclusion we appreciate you for sticking with us <laughs> next week is episode number 100 i can't hey. believe we made it um actually i can't congratulations, congratulations. Thank, yes. you. Thank, thank you, you. I'm thank you very proud of it um so me and dan we got to figure out what we're gonna do uh, we've had a couple suggestions, but I've also had choice for the last three weeks, so Dan gets choice uh, as far as what he wants to do um, and who he may want to have on, may or may not want to have on, but we will talk to you next week on behalf of Figgy, Steve, Dan, and I. Do you even list...